1: plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary
2: the parkinson spiegel show if
3: y'all ready give me a hell yeah oh hell yeah frankly after this next segment it's going to be awkward in here i don't think so i think it will be i think it's gonna be great okay
4: we will make post
3: position great again we'll talk about every aspect of this bears off season every day at three o'clock tell a friend Well, and the thing is... What's that, Danny?
5: ...is that people are treating it... Folks, put your seatbelts on. This could be a bumpy ride. Like it's a debate. Like it's going to be... A hard decision. Well, well it you has take your been. headphones off. No,
6: why are
3: you getting undressed? Oh, my God. Dude, keep your favorite hoodie don't, on. Don't take off that hoodie. The t shirt is filthy. What God, is he's... that? Oh, no. I just don't, uh, I no. just don't know oh, no. what they're going to no. do. For those who can't see, shut your eyes, Marion. Don't look at it, no matter what happens. I don't know what Ryan Poles is going to do. We have to debate this uh, and discuss no. this. Our boy has put on a Bears jersey with 13 on the front. Hey, oh. some jerk's wearing a Bears jersey let's all get together and kick his ass yeah. what does it say on the back
7: is it is that a johnny knox jersey <laughs>
3: that's a caleb williams custom
5: bears jersey baby it's a guy we 170 bucks. <laughs> I
6: don't follow trends. I set trends. God, why did you get a jersey of someone who won't be on the team? I want to go home and cuddle with my dog and watch some shows.
5: Tune into Twitch and YouTube right now. Yeah. Check out the jersey that you're going to be I buying your kids for Christmas and Hanukkah and birthdays. This is going to be the number one gift given to people in Chicagoland over the next 12 months.
8: When you're a little kid, you're wearing, like, your your hero's jersey that's different. When you're older than the players, now you're just wearing some young boy's work shirt. You don't know that, boy. Why are you wearing his work clothes? It's strange. We go into a store, we go, hello, good sir. I'll take that young boy's work shirt. What do I have going on tonight? Glad you asked. I'm going to dress up like this athletic young boy that I admire.
9: One, two... Three. And
2: here, here we go. go. Here we go. Here we, we go. go, Here we go, here we go Tony. We go. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from two to six on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station.
5: Yes, yes, yes. I have survived your hate for 24 hours, but it's still coming. Fast and furious.
3: You've shown a remarkable. Ability throughout your career. Thank you. To both generate and survive hate. I mean. If I may say, it's uh, it's pretty incredible.
5: I mean, yeah. It, listen, I the funny thing is, Pete, Pete Futek was like, don't be the grown man wearing jerseys. The thing is, I don't wear jerseys. Yes, you do. You did yesterday. I I know. I put it on yesterday for the bit. I was here for it. I I don't really even wear jerseys, but I have no problem with adults who wear jerseys. People just – everyone fans differently. Everyone's got rules. Everyone has arbitrary lines. Oh, it's okay to say I want Caleb Williams. It's okay to say that Justin Fields isn't good enough. It's okay to bet that the Bears are going to draft Caleb Williams. But buying a jersey, that's just disrespectful. I'm like, okay, that just seems – Specious well, you could buy one. You could
3: buy one, but you should leave it under your bed in the bag until I, they officially trade Justin Fields.
5: I, I, I guess everybody's got rules. Yeah. I, I, you know, I play by my own set of rules. Like I said, trend setter, not trend follower. But uh, there was one piece of backlash to the whole uh, shenanigans that. you know the rules
3: better. <laughs> yeah, Tony knew the rules. The, wh- 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 Eventually,
5: I, I heard. I saw. he was there.
3: He's, he's already at uh, camp. Yeah, everybody breathe easy. White Sox fans, breathe easy. Tony is uh, is there at camp. Just Man. breathe. Oh. Now it's I'm baseball so season. I'm so excited. I'm so excited this week. It's just, it's Poles meaningful. Position. No, No. I, well, that too, actually. Today's polls position is going to be very good. But I'm very excited for the return of baseball and, and grown men stretching in the Arizona Sun and the Florida Sun uh, as well. For those who asked, um, hit and run doesn't begin until Sunday, the 17th of March. Sacre Blue at St. Patrick's Day. So we'll do, uh, we'll do it then. But, you know, inside the clubhouse, they had Michael Bush on the other day. Oh, he's going to matter. Yeah, he is. That's a thing that's going to matter. <laughs> It's your favorite segment. That's good. I'm going to wear a Michael Bush jersey for the first time uh, I do hit and run this year. You should. No. He's on the team. That's your bit. I, it was just a th- Listen, that- don't care. <laughs> yeah. That's how Boog felt about the Super Bowl.
5: That's <laughs> the best. Boog, yeah. And then he'll come on and talk spring training, and I will, I'll just be <laughs> channeling that back to him.
3: Boog Shambi feels the way about the Super Bowl that Jake Cutler felt about Bears fans. Yeah. <laughs> About Bears games. Don't uh, care. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's the best Jay story. It's so
5: ridiculous, the whole operation. But, yeah, people are taking this uh, very seriously. I think people, you know, collective exhale and a reminder that this is entertainment and this is fun and Mm -hmm. this is sports and this is the toy department and uh, we don't actually jinx anything or affect anything. We're just uh, people passing the time on a rock. In a never-ending expanse of space towards nothingness, where we all die alone. So I think everybody <laughs> should relax.
10: I wish oh. the Lord would take me
5: now. Everyone should just relax a little bit about. Uh, what are you going to do if it's Janet Daniels or Drake Mayer? or yeah.
3: they keep dial? I'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be totally fine. They just want you to die alone and soon. Yes, that's, it's the soon part. <laughs> they, like, Think of my
5: four and two-year-old and the uh, things that they said. They'll be okay. The things they said. I have a tremendous life insurance policy. The things that they said. Justin will raise them. About, about my wife and my mom. They can and- hang out
3: in his <laughs> giant stuff bucket.
5: People are so mean you're so mean but it's okay uh, <laughs> it
3: doesn't seem like it's okay i'm, just saying it's, I'm gonna be honest I I, I, oh who cares yeah exactly <laughs> exactly God. people are
5: just so mean Feel you, mike you know where there was uh some sports joy last night and this is we've talked about this many times big picture little picture macro micro entertainment product versus actually building towards something that matters I am happy. Say it. I am happy. You enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoyed it, uh-huh. and I am happy for I O the sumo.
3: Well, how about that whole bulls bunch? That that whole thing. I, well, it was so fun to watch. It
5: it, it was, but
3: specifically okay because speci- I, I wanted to jump to the macro point. But you want to let's hang hang an I O. Go ahead, bask I O appreciation. You I'm know, just I love saying, it. Well, like. The local kid who goes to the local school who gets drafted by the
5: local team Mm -hmm. that happens to be the most famous global brand in the sport, and he then overachieves, earns a second contract against the odds, has even his biggest fans, Chicagoans or Illini fans or, you know, bulls, rose-colored glasses enthusiasts would say, but yeah, but he was a multi-year player in college. He was a rookie at 21-22. He's an old rookie. There's a low ceiling on him. Through effort, determination, work ethic, he keeps exceeding the expectations that even the people that were in his corner, I'm not talking about his mom or his family or his teammates or his shooting coach or whatever. But like fans, people that would say that they were IO believers when they drafted him, he's better than all of them expected. That is an incredible thing. And it's just, it's, it's a, it's a lesson. It's a lesson to not give up on these guys too early to not put them into a box that you can get better as a pro, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like it's it it, it, it is it, it is an inspiring micro story of that dude who shot thirty one percent from three last year is shooting forty one percent from three th- this year and is capable of outplaying Trey Young, who's on the same max contract to the dollar that Zach Levine is on.
3: Mm-hmm. That's incredible. It is incredible, and Thank it's and you. it's made um, richer in terms of the feelings and the narrative by some of the stuff you said at the beginning of the fact that he's from here, the fact that we had his mother on just the other day as part of our Super Bowl pick segment, and I've talked to her, and people know of his family and the work ethic. I think very often about what his mother told us. The first time we talked about Io watched his dad Go out and work for was FedEx, right? Go out and work for FedEx for like thirty years, or was the post office?
5: I thought it was. I don't remember. I'm going to, I don't want to guess so either FedEx but, or the post was, office. I mean, he was listening to the score yeah. all the time. And,
7: and,
3: and it, it was one of the two. And,
7: we and, think UPS. UPS. That's our, that's our, that's our vote on this side. It's interesting. Okay. I, I'm not even sure. Cause I've
3: got a relative. It was UPS. I don't think it was UPS, but whatever it was, he busted his ass and never missed a day. And IO was one of many children who grew up watching that work ethic. And when that work ethic is part of what is being praised about him getting better because of the work with Peter Patton as a shooter and if, because of him getting better with learning the defensive principles and the offensive principles that Billy Donovan is putting down there and getting more trusted. Do you see how happy the teammates were for him last night? It's a wonderful story.
5: It's a great, it really is. It's just a great local Pro sport story in a great pro sport town. It
3: is. It's great. And it is thoroughly instructive about the NBA in multiple ways. Yes. You're talking about not giving up on somebody if they have the work ethic, et cetera. And then we think about does Patrick Williams have the work ethic, et cetera? We've had so many conversations about not giving up on him. I I, I mean, I forever remember those times that he had to be told to to care. And told to work hard, and told to practice hard, and like, and told to rise up, and you're still having to do it sometimes when he's healthy and when he's out there. This league, the NBA especially, and really all pro sports, but we keep seeing it in the NBA, you give somebody the opportunity who wants it more, they may pass you up. They just may. And it happens all the time in this league. And you got to recognize the guys are going to bust their ass and work hard. And those are the ones who you can develop on the strength of your own uh, development skills, but largely on the strength of their work ethic and their effort, and that's what Io's doing. All
5: right, you want to come to the QB1 Town Hall Party? Io's number 12, 12th caller, 312-540-0670. If you could be here on the 21st and you want to talk Bears quarterbacks with us in person at the Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage, be the 12th caller, 312-540-0670. Polls position in 20 minutes. Peter King, after that, we will go big picture
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Talk
9: radio
2: was on. Afternoons on the score. Bounce to Terry. Oh, nice little ball fake and the reverse. Oh, what did it reverse, Terry? Back it up, Terry. What did it reverse?
5: Position in 15 minutes, Peter King in 45.
3: Two big-picture Bulls thoughts as relates to last night's game. And, okay. And um, the first is, on Io DeSumo, that performance and his ability, um, his development, is exactly why you could have traded Alex Caruso for a lot. The two ones that we heard about that Adrian Wojnarowski said were out there for him. Yeah. And you wouldn't have damaged your chances of competing this year nearly as much as you think. Like Oh, I, that's interesting. I like Caruso a lot. I love the way he plays, and I absolutely love what he would do and what he would be in the playoffs. And so you could you could say, you know, it speaks the way he plays in the playoffs, it's going to come back. But, like, Javon Carter is not playing, and that's a story, and I think a lot of that guy – I.O. is clearly potentially, you know, going to continue to develop and be something. And what he's done is is incredible to do nothing. It's part of why I was going crazy at the fact that they did nothing.
5: Yeah, I I be- can't listen. I love Io. I can't get there with you.
3: You can't get there with me.
5: Uh, What's c- c- the difference? Because Caruso is better than Io.
3: Uh, okay, but what and is the difference? At, uh, Caruso and Io minutes versus Io and Javon Carter minutes to a team that is going to be like the seven seed at best.
5: Uh, well, okay, that part's different though. Like, I don't think this team is going anywhere with Caruso. So, going anywhere without Caruso, I was in favor of the teardown. Also, but. To say they have the same chances at getting the seven seed without Alex Caruso, when we would all acknowledge that whatever team would have traded for him would have a better shot at winning the NBA finals. Because
3: they have better stars, and he would be a piece that is exactly what they need. This is a team without stars.
5: But I I think he makes any team he's on better. Yeah, whether he's playing, whether he's playing next to KD and Booker and Beal, or he's playing next to DeRozan and Vooch. he makes any team better. But this at,
3: team just beat Atlanta, that's a prime playoff opponent at their place last night without him and I, Io doing
5: that. I, I know, but again, like I think sometimes we fall for regular season results and say, well, if it could, if it happened in the regular season, it could happen in the playoffs, and it's one game as opposed to a playoff series, and. Atlanta is uniquely terrible at defense. Some of the games, and including last night, but in in some of the games and the point totals and the over-unders that have been involved in Atlanta Hawks basketball games this Mm. year, they just don't try on that end of the floor. Like, I I don't think that, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think that in a seven-game series against the Boston Celtics, Alex Caruso and Io DeSumo are having the same level of impact in production. I think that Caruso in a series against the Celtics is more mature, more uh-huh. experienced, more ready to make an impact against that caliber of an opponent. I hear you. In, and, in, a, in a big That I don't think Io is on that level. I
3: think that that is absolutely true. But I think when you consider what the ceiling is for this season and what you're trying to do and what you are saying that you want to remain competitive, you still could have gotten much more... Um, you still could have gotten a lot for Caruso and not really changed what the ceiling and the possibilities are in the big picture. And that's a missed opportunity for an organization that hasn't traded anybody since 2021. All right, so that's a negative uh, a okay. thing that I wanted to bring out. But the other thing, the bigger picture thing to me is, hey, man— and you hinted at it at the beginning of, of your IOT moments ago. It's like the other day and the passing on the trade deadline and even what I just said about my frustration with the passing on the trade deadline, that is big picture stuff. That is a bad GM day the other day or at least a, a day to be critical of the GM. But now we're here for this stretch of games, choosing to enjoy and exult in, an, in a performance like last night and watch it as an entertainment product and root. And and root. Even if you disagree yeah. with the big picture and with the choices, I think this bunch on the floor is pretty easy to root for, and it's fun to watch them and root for them. And I'm looking forward to it for the rest of the season and whatever play-in games they have and if they get through to a series.
5: I Listen, I agree with you. I, I don't root against the Bulls. Like, I can root against the Bears because they're in a situation like that because – you lose, you get a better draft pick. You win, you get a worse draft pick. And it's it correlated directly towards record. So, you know, two years ago, the lose out crowd, I I had no problem, no moral qualms with it, none of that stuff. This year they were winning and uh it was about the it was about the Panthers pick. So I had no problems with it. Um for the Bulls, it's like, okay, they're not Detroit or San Antonio. They're they're not gonna have the best chances in the lottery and the lottery odds have flattened and it's a lottery and so yeah you may as well be rooting for your entertainment like i I'm, I'm not 100% yet, but I, I might be going to the game next thursday against boston i'm for sure going march 1st against the bucks like i i'm going to probably go to three bulls games the rest of the year mm-hmm. i'll be cheering yeah you know what i mean i'll be I,
3: i'll be rooting for them it's fun it's fun to give in and allow them to be a relevant entertainment source even though you are frustrated at the top end ceiling I, possibility Yeah
5: and I've never had a problem giving in to that like to, to you you get in the building you're watching NBA basketball I love the NBA I love the Bulls I I always
3: first screen re- last
5: night Yeah 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 me too Yeah absolutely absolutely yeah ma- ma- main screen I mean nothing else on sports like uh but yeah it's it was entertaining. I, it, they are likable. Uh, I, but I didn't. Ha- I don't have a problem with Zach, like, like like a lot of people do. You know what I mean? I don't really find them much less likable with Zach Levine. I know I'm in the extreme minority. Yeah, I, f- on, I
3: find it, I find them less likable because of the the style with with which he plays.
5: But he's been trying to play he in has. their style. Now, obviously, we're not going to see him the rest of the way. But when he came back from that injury, he was trying almost to a fault uh, to fit into to this style of play. So mm-hmm. I just. The likability and like who I want to win has never been the issue. The issue has been: are they lying to themselves? Are they selling me a box of goods because they want me to? They want me to believe that this is going anywhere. If you just want to say, "Hey, man, come out to the United Center. It's a great product, mm-hmm. and so occasionally we can beat a good team. And we're always going to play hard because we got yeah. some likable dudes and professionals." That's not really what I'm here for. I understand I, what the, I, I, I'll, I'll watch it if that's all you're offering me because I love basketball in the NBA. yeah but you've got me either way. yeah see, I'd, ra- I'd rather you be building towards something sustainable.
3: I understand, I understand I, I allow myself that feeling of relief of like, you know what I'm not gonna I, I enjoy not thinking about the big picture right now and let's just watch a game and root for a team and enjoy it. Texture says Speaks, your' thinking is exactly what allows Reinsdorf to run the Bulls the way they do.
5: I think a lot of people feel that way. I think a lot. Honestly, man, they. I hear you. But you're not. You're not gonna change the Bulls. Michael Jordan was here. It's a people coming from out of town. Hey, the Bulls in town. I want to go. It's kind of like Wrigley in that way. It's a. It's a great basketball city. There's a lot of Bulls fans. The suites aren't all filled every night, but they're number one in attendance whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. It's a great basketball city. It's a great basketball fan base. It's a global brand. So they have that built in. Yep. It, it, it'll, it allows them to do the business how they do it. Yeah, It really is. We are going to try to figure out if we can come to an agreement on the biggest needs for Ryan Bulls, And then we'll try to say this will be a free agent thing and this will be a draft thing and this will be a this round thing. And we're going to see if Spiegel and I can... As if we are Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham working through our off-season checklist of what the Bears need and what resources to allocate to that need. Who's
3: then- more handsome, Poles or, or Cunningham? I think it's Cunningham. I think it's Ian.
5: Well, listen, Poles is the boss, so I'll be Poles and you can be Cunningham. Yeah, I'm fine with
2: that. All right, it's Parkinson
5: speaking. Makes you score. feel Get in the pole position in Indy. The Poles
2: position. It's time for Poles' position. So the number one pick, by the way,
7: for the Bears is secured. The Chicago Bears are on the clock.
2: What will Ryan Poles do with the number one pick? I
7: got a lot of confidence in our ability to see talent on the field. The
2: human being, we got to figure out. We're counting down the days to the NFL draft.
3: How about the number one pick with the
11: Bears? Caleb Williams, the one thing that is clear, he is not special. Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago.
9: Well, I'm a friend of Caleb's. I feel like he's a a young version of Patrick Mahomes. So
11: I got a call from the Caleb Williams camp, and they went, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't want to be painted as anti-Chicago. We don't want to go to a city that doesn't care. We don't want to go to some sunbelt place where you tarp off the upper deck.
5: This is a franchise where quarterbacks
2: go to die.
11: Field. Not sure yet. Not sure. M- maybe not
2: working out. Bruh, where are y'all seeing this? Like, what makes him not the quarterback for the Chicago Bears right now? Holds position with Parkins and Spiegel on 670 The Score.
10: Oh, the Sit back and watch the go With the first pick, the
3: Chicago Bears select
2: The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons on The Score.
5: Every day at 3 p.m. We are going to be talking about something for the Bears offseason. We're going to be trying to put our heads together as if we are Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham. We might be talking about the number one pick. We might be talking about the number nine pick. We might be talking about a trade. We might be talking about free agency. We might be talking about a rumor. We might be talking about a report. We might be bringing on a guest.
3: Might do a specific positional deep dive of either college or free agent targets.
5: There will be uh, combine stuff. There will be interviews. There are all sorts of things that are going to be happening Ugh. as as we go.
3: And every day when we do polls, position here in the studio. Yes, yes. The Caleb Williams jersey that you paid one hundred and seventy dollars for, yes, will be here, not on I, your body. I got to be
5: honest. The I I. It's been a weird day, yeah. And I'm going to tell the the story coming up at at four o'clock uh, as to what's been what's been going on. So I did not come up with a good uh, mechanism to to hang this thing in here. And yeah, so you truth- mean a
3: hanger? Is it a, <laughs> a hanger?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. A hook. So so uh, I follow- or, uh,
3: or Carter Hawkins.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be incredible. That really would if be amazing. If for one day we could get Carter Hawkins, Jed, uh, or uh, Craig Council's coat hanger, yeah. uh, to come in and, and do it for us. But I promise to not have Shane do that every day. I will take care of it going forward, but I forgot about it today. So thank you. The jersey is now uh, back and being displayed. You can see it. It's that exactly. like guy Williams. Exactly. It's that guy Williams. Tony's Sp- <laughs> That is brilliant, Danny. I love that. Uh, so it's going to be great. And you can see it in all its glory on Twitch or YouTube. But today's exercise, we are going to try to make an off-season priority list. Mm -hmm. How we think he is prioritizing positional needs. And then the next level of this will be, okay, these are the needs. How are we going to attack this with what resources?
3: Yep, that makes all the sense in the world. So so let's just start throwing out... Positional needs for the Bears. I'll keep the master list here, and then we'll build it in a priority. Okay? All right. Um, I'll start. Um, Edge rusher to complement Montez Sweat.
5: Uh, That should be on the list. Okay. That should definitely be on the list. I agree. All right. Can I go next? Yes, please. Quarterback. <laughs> I thought that was an obvious number one. Yeah, uh, Right? Am I wrong? Well, I, I, I thought. Let's I thought, see. I thought, Actually,
7: <laughs> let's wait. It depends. You might be, maybe. Uh, yeah. But I think that you consider the draft here and the generational aspect of it changes the dynamic. Tanny, you're getting way ahead of yourself. Yeah, I know. All I know. we're doing <laughs> is listing the How needs. About center. The guy's going to be snapping him the
3: ball. There we go. Let's put center down. We've got three edge rusher to complement Montez Sweat. A position called quarterback. <laughs> (laughs)
5: Yeah, (laughs) I I honestly, I would have bet bet a ton of money Uh that when you said, can I go first, you were going to take quarterback. Hey, man. I'm really surprised by that. I'm
3: I'm an outside-the-box thinker. You are. Okay. Okay. I'm
5: not disagreeing with you, just Uh your order's a little... All right, so apparently
3: Tanny's involved, uh, and he just went, Shane, would you like to mention a Bears position of need, sir? Center. Okay. Got that (laughs) one. (laughs) <laughs> and we're going to need it right, one.
7: See, when we dig in the draft,
3: <laughs> as for once to do,
7: we are really lockstep in the entire process. I
3: thought maybe you would have taken part in the mentorship program that you do and helped out with that. Right. If
6: that one's taken, I've got 21 others. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. 11 on each side of the ball. Yeah, uh, Kicker's fine. Uh, um, okay.
3: Wide receiver two? Yeah, wide receiver two I think is a great one to go next. Okay, okay. so wide receiver two okay. is uh, very important. Um, how about um, – how about middle of the defensive line penetrator, so it can be in, on the list interior lineman, interior lineman, interior defensive lineman, yeah, yeah, I mean Let, let's put it on the list. you yeah, obviously put, have some put it uh, on reservations because
5: well, yeah, I'd like to can I, I think we've hit on the top four in some order,
3: okay, well, hold on, there's another one that needs to be talked about okay, go ahead free safety, free safety they got a big need at free safety
5: they have yeah. I mean, repl- replacing, presuming that Eddie Jackson is gone, which yes. he will be, they, yes. they, they need they need that for yeah. sure. Okay. What about you,
3: running back?
7: More explosion from the running back position. What do we think? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah th- I, I think that's in play. Maybe not the highest of priorities, no. but when you have a guy, mm-hmm. it yep. changes a lot of what you're trying to do. That's your identity still probably. Yes. You're yep. still going to run the football a ton. Yep. I, 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 think, I think
5: running back deserves to be on the list. I mean, listen, if we're going to just throw out, I, I, we should at least debate left
3: tackle. We should absolutely left tackle, of course, because that is a debate and a conversation. Left tackle. Helps.
5: Especially with where the draft picks are. And I know you said I'm getting ahead of myself. But no. it's, it's Especially like at the ninth pick, there could be prime left tackle prospects in that range available.
3: Absolutely. Well, it, similarly, I know you've made the case for Brock Bowers. How about second tight end? Well, so I was going to make. Receiving tight end. When we talked wide receiver
5: two, I was going to pass catching weapon two. It, you know what I mean? Is where I would quibble with wide receiver too
3: but i think they definitely need that in addition even if they if they prioritize bowers they would still end up either well, free agenting or drafting a wide receiver as well right but they could they sign they, darnell they, darnell mooney
5: they but they drafted tyler scott in the fourth round because the, the next step of this is going to be trying to prioritize the needs okay right and like, because they're, they're, they're going to draft a receiver. They're good at corner, but they're probably going to still draft one because they're good on special teams and you always need depth and I, you got to turn them over. I
3: actually think if they re-sign Jalen, I don't know that they will draft a corner.
5: I don't know that they will either, I, I, but I, it seems I, like when you've got nine picks in a draft and you trade around, it's like mm-hmm. you, you always end up drafting the position hey man. that has the most roster spots. Like, they'll... They'll draft a lineman. They'll you know they'll...
3: the the depth chart at corner is is awfully impressive, especially when you consider like Jalen Jones's of the world. They still have they still have Jalen Jones's right who rights who, yeah. who who filled in filled in ably and and capably. I I think that might be like amazingly enough in the modern NFL, I think that might end up being dead last on their positional needs. Corner.
5: Uh yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh but I think again I, Okay, if, so you, if you set it at .5 corners or defensive backs added this offseason, mm-hmm. I would take the over. Okay. It just might be in the sixth round.
3: So wide receiver, would you like to make that pass catcher too? Would you like to combine that? Like I, if, if they draft Brock Bowers and just go with Tyler Scott as the second wide receiver and some I'd other be scrap, I'd be surprised so by that. So would I. I'd
5: be surprised by that. I think, I think that both are in, in play. It's just if they use, if they use the second first-round pick on Bowers, mm-hmm. it's going to then make it less likely that they spend big on Michael Pittman or, you know, the second round pick that they get back for the Justin Fields yeah. trade or something like
11: that.
3: All right, so to be clear, so here's what we have. Edge rusher, quarterback. Yeah. Interesting one again. Uh, center, wide receiver two, receiving tight end two, three technique defensive lineman or interior defensive lineman.
5: Yep, left tackle, free safety.
3: Left tackle, free safety, running back, cornerback. Okay. Feel good about the list. Feel 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 good about the list. Let's prioritize. Number one, quarterback. Okay, got it. Yeah, I think so. Well, but but also, I mean that that is the whole. It's the entirety of the field debate, right? But I right. think they're it, they're it, moving it, on.
5: Yeah, it, I really it's, believe that. Listen, they it's, are. The, it's the entirety of the debate. I know that people will disagree. Text line is open. Twitch chat is open. You can you can you can disagree and all of that. Uh, but but also because the the next part is allocating of resources, and this is where I think you and I we agree that they are going to use the number one pick on a quarterback, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. We do.
5: Okay. And we both think it'll be Caleb Williams, but we don't have to write his name in. That's no. not the purpose of this exercise.
3: Correct. Okay. So, so
5: now it comes down to the ninth pick.
3: And, and, for, and free agent money.
5: And free agent money.
3: And potentially a second-round pick that they might get back for trading Justin Fields.
5: Right. Uh, exactly. It, it strikes me that this is where you can make arguments in basically any direction because i could certainly see if this if the if the draft goes three quarterbacks, three receivers, one left tackle in your top 7 picks. Mm-hmm. And you have the opportunity to select either the first or second best defensive player in the whole draft at 9. I could see them doing that and saying we will add a blue chip piece to each side of the ball, and it's say it's Jared Verse, the edge rusher from Florida State. Or
3: Dallas Turner.
5: Yeah, and saying we have Montez Sweat who can teach him. You know,
3: we've got – And we've got –
5: Last year we didn't know if we had the infrastructure for Jalen Carter. This year we have Montez Sweat mm -hmm. who can teach – the young defensive lineman, how to perform.
3: And if you look around the league, it is very common to have the highly paid defensive end veteran on one side and a rookie or young edge rusher getting paid very little on the others. What Washington had was a real anomaly with Chase Young and Montez Sweat both coming up for contracts right around the same time.
5: Not to mention that they paid Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. no, No team in the last... Five or six years has invested more like draft capital into their defensive line than Washington.
3: With how much they need the second edge rusher and the second wide receiver, I think left tackle is not really at play at, for the in pick. play at nine. I tend to agree with you. I, I I think they Braxton is their guy, and I think they believe that he is absolutely fine, if not elite. He's fine. So why? I agree. Why add on? So to me, I I agree. So to me, I think number two is either edge rusher or wide receiver two.
5: You mean number two priority? Number two priority. Yeah. So what do you think is, like, let's say they gave a contract out this offseason that was four years, forty million, twenty five dollars guaranteed to free agent X is that a bigger investment than the ninth overall pick? Because monetarily it is like, it is a bigger contract, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think,
3: I I think their primary free agent target and these, and the second draft pick feel very similar to me in terms of allocation of, of what you can do.
5: Right. Because the, the contract that the ninth overall pick will get will be less than the top free agent contract that they give out. But, it's an incredibly valuable chip to play
3: it's a four year control with a fifth year option yeah. at, a, so, at, a, at a at a at a low rate it's it's a it's so hugely I tend to important
5: think, I tend to think that the ninth overall pick is a bigger investment i think I think you're right now that th- I think about it then assuming that that's the con- no, maybe they shock us and they give uh Five-year, eighty million-dollar contract with fifty-something million dollars guaranteed to somebody maybe, to Chris Jones. Maybe, maybe they shock us.
3: You know, to, to Mike Evans. No, I think not, not. To Mike Evans. I think they'll go young wide receiver to go with their veteran wide receiver, just yeah. like the defensive end.
5: Right. So that—that's the thing about that's a good, that's the debate: is which one is more likely to get. Like, if they go Rome Dunze, mm-hmm. do they then go Daniil Hunter? Or if they go Jared Verse, do they then go Michael Pittman? Michael Pittman, exactly yeah, yeah, right. You know,
3: like that's do, that's the pairing and the mindset is unless they go interior lineman with Chris Jones and just go crazy and have some fun.
5: But but Chris Jones, Chris Jones is an interior lineman, but he'll also line up play over, all over the. He'll place. also line up. Chris Jones is a Hall of Famer. He's a first team All Pro. Chris, Chris Jones is a superstar. You know, Chris Jones would be like trading for Max Crosby mm-hmm. for you know the Khalil Mack trade. Like that. Chris Jones is a superstar, uh, and he's a that is a if you if they acquire Chris Jones, mm-hmm. they're trying to win the Super Bowl next right year. now. I know you, you know like that 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 is a okay.
3: So do you want to go wide receiver? I would vote wide receiver two as the second need myself.
5: Wide receiver two because
3: I think there's also a factor of wanting to equip that rookie quarterback, theoretically Caleb, who they have to sell just a little or at least uh, empower and enable a little with that second wide receiver. We've heard that in the bloodstream, and that makes some sense to me.
5: I agree with you that if I had to bet right now, I think the second first-round pick will be used on an offensive weapon. I am not convinced it will be wide receiver two because of Bowers, because of the uniqueness of his – sides speed size speed blocking and it doesn't at all make commit meaningless Mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't change anything with commit and that's a that could be a quarterback's best friend and it's a very I was talking with Anthony Heron about it when you were gone it's a it's a complete nightmare for defenses if you can legitimately say these two guys are both awesome and if we go big they throw and they beat us in coverage, right. and if we go small to cover them, then they run and they block us. Okay, so so, so I I think a Dunze and neighbors and and Bowers. and Bowers and Thomas. I think all of those guys are in play. For the ninth pick, or even a trade, like hey, trade down from nine to twelve, and uh, take
3: Bowers and use and, something and, else, and, and,
5: and acquire something else. I, I think all of okay. that's in play for the second first round.
3: pick. Well, our original plan was going to be to decide where what resources we're allocating next, but I think we're doing it folded in, which is fine. So, quarterback at one, and the first pick at number one for it. Wide receiver two, or tight end two.
5: Yeah, offensive skill position, pass catcher two
3: at at nine at nine with second second asset pick. yes so then edge rusher for free agency the only
5: one that i'm i i think that center at free agency okay
3: well so there and this is we will do the deep dive at center and you know i'm passionate about it a lot of thoughts about the center and free agency first of all not a great year for centers in free agency I know, but
5: there's also trades if
3: there are also trades that are available and that might have to be the route that they go but you hate to give up an asset when you can just you know sign with money or or use a draft pick They could absolutely draft a center. I have expressed concern about having a rookie center along with the rookie quarterback because Olin Krutz, our guy, has said, you're in the knowledge acquisition business at center. You have to be able to read coverages, especially if your quarterback needs needs some help doing that. But then I was texting with him to get some clarification. He said, as long as the rookie center has that in his skill set, that he can really read protections well, totally fine. To have a rookie center and a rookie quarterback, yeah, and so we Chase had,
5: Daniel disagreed.
3: Uh, uh, Chase Daniel disagreed. Yeah, but Olin, as a center, thinks it's okay. So right. certainly room Chase for debate. Is a
5: quarterback, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I listen. I obviously respect Olin's opinion.
3: Yeah, and it's a matter of scouting and knowing. So you're not just taking a beast that has to learn to read coverages at center. Right. You better be taking a leader and a coverage reader who maybe has to get stronger. And that you, and, if that scares you, I understand. And but, listen, Polls is the guy who
5: drafted Creed Humphrey. To give him to Mahomes after the Super Bowl where Mahomes was running around with his head cut off. So, yeah. the Chiefs said, we trust you to, no, he wasn't the top decision maker, but he was the head of college scouting. Mm-hmm. Uh, to find, hey, protect the most valuable asset in the sport because he was just running around like a chicken with his head cut off during yeah. the Super Bowl. And we can't let that happen again. Protect him. They did it with a drafted center that Ryan Poles helped scout.
3: Well, and that very – Ryan Poles is a lineman uh, and is by trade as a player, and your points are valid, so maybe they will end up taking a center. I've seen Jackson Powers Johnson, JPJ, the Oregon center, who lit it up at the Senior Bowl before an injury sidelined him, a minor injury. I've seen him listed at 17 in drafts, yeah. I've seen him listed at thirteen, at twenty-four. I've yet to see a mock where he's out of the first round, which yeah. is crazy. Which means you're almost assuredly not getting that guy, unless you trade down from nine, like you're talking about, get a couple picks.
5: Trade down from nine, or tr- you know, acquire assets for Fields and then trade up.
3: I have a dream regarding that. Okay, so so Ed how Rusher, do you feel- center. Do we need a fifth one? Well, do we need to do- put a fifth one in?
5: How do you? How would you feel if it was Daniil Hunter and Montez Sweat, and it's just two veterans? I'm okay and, with it because there, there it, isn't there isn't the young stud developmental long term guy in the pipeline at sacking the quarterback, but you know that they are going to give you max effort, yep. and they're going to give you production.
3: Yeah, I I think it's pretty badass actually. I mean, it, as we're talking it through, it's not a, a, a you know a controllable asset, but it also keeps you pretty malleable. You're probably going to be able. To structure a Daniil Hunter deal, not quite as clean yeah, as they, Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe, of course, that's one year and done.
5: No, he's going to get multiple years. He'll get multiple yeah. years,
3: but you could probably structure it in a way where you can get out of it after two or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Eat eat some money yeah, 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 and yeah. not have to give him this, you know, it's not a baseball deal, people. You're not you're not locking in for five years no matter how they play.
5: Okay, so we have, what do we have consensus?
3: Quarterback, on wide receiver two or tight end two. Those Center. Being uh, edge <laughs> edge mm-hmm. rusher three, center four. We need to agree on one more thing. Left tackle, no. I disagree. Interior defensive lineman, like a three-tech, maybe you disagree. Justin Jones coming back with Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens, and they give that. Dexter had a really good rookie year. He did. I think it's free safety. I think it's free safety, and I think it's free safety with a veteran. It's very, very common that those guys move around. Yeah. You know, you see it all the time. There's Tayshon Gibson playing for the Niners in the Super Bowl.
7: What were you going to say, Tanny? No, I just I want to backtrack on the center thing because we spent a lot of time you know, talking about Jason Kelsey and what he does, and you potentially have a rookie quarterback coming in. So you really need to solidify that line, I think. And center is so important. I think you guys have center a little too low. And I know it's not a great year, as you said, for centers, but I think you need to have someone you can pencil in there every week as a guy who you can trust there and i know we saw mahomes in the super bowl have issues with the center position but he was able to be the force multiplier and elevate above all those mistakes but if you have caleb williams coming in here i think you need to know the guys that are going to be in front of him every single week and not have to worry about that
3: i love it you know like I, i mean i wanted fields to have his kelsey and they never did it and it's embarrassing what they did with it um, counting on Whitehair, who had snapping issues that everybody knew about, and counting on Lucas Patrick, who couldn't block anybody. So you're saying center above edge rusher?
7: I think so, yeah. Center at
4: three above I, edge rusher. I get,
7: it all depends, too, on how they feel about these guys taking the next step, about Dexter in the inside. Like, if he can be that guy who they think he's going to be, maybe you don't need the edge rusher. You definitely need to get one, obviously. Mm-hmm. But in terms of prioritizing it, like, I think you look at that differently if you think internally that your guys are ready for a breakout. You know? What about
6: Julius Peppers? He's in the of Fame. <laughs> yes, right?
3: <laughs> he's got to have some left in the tank.
6: You know, if Connor Williams didn't get hurt last year, then I think that's priority number one. Like if Connor Williams is healthy center is above pretty much everything for me. We'll
7: talk about this in a future polls position, but that was Matt Bowen's number one center target out in the free agent yep. market. Yep. Not very high. on and the, he got hurt. Not very high. Yeah. Even with the injury not very high on the top 50 list
6: overall, mm-hmm. but he was his number one center. And, we, this Brandon, Ayuk stuff too. Like if he's really going to be available, that'd be exciting. That'd that's be, not that much money. That'd be very exciting.
5: Uh, I just
3: think wide receiver is such a great draft thing every year and and the, those top 3 you want one of those but if they have to end up with a second round wide receiver that they love it doesn't it doesn't scare me i'm am cool with center going above edge rusher i'm cool with that but then again i'm a center famously
5: famously uh free safety okay i think i think we've i think as a, as an exercise here though agreeing that quarterback center edge rusher Offensive Weapon 2 with Offensive Weapon 2 and Quarterback being the focus of the first two draft picks. Yes. And Center being a potential drafted position with a newly acquired asset, either from a trade down from nine or a fields trade, Mm -hmm. and then likely leaving...
3: Edge rusher and free safety for free agency. For free
5: agency. I think that's a pretty pretty good foundation
3: and yes I agree and and acknowledging that left tackle and interior line three technique could be positions that they leave as is if they believe in the young people they have
5: the Dexter thing is a that's a good question for polls at the combine because they tried to get Larry Ogan Joby he failed the physical in the first year then they passed on Jalen Carter but then they drafted Dexter and Pickens so there still hasn't been a true premium asset Attached to the three technique in Matt Eberflus' defense. Dexter's the biggest asset as a mid-second round pick. Is that enough to satisfy the DeForest Buckner thing? You know, for Matt Eberflus, as his favorite player he's ever coached. Yeah. You know, is, is that enough to say that's the guy that can be it? I don't know.
3: I don't know either. I don't know. It's a great question. We will do a deep dive on college three techs because – you can never have enough really good defensive linemen, and we know what their philosophy is.
5: So, got a story for you guys that I think you'll like coming up at four o'clock. Uh, Peter King under the weather. We'll talk to him later on uh, after pulse position. Hey, let's get another pair of tickets to someone to come to the QB One Town Hall on February twenty first. Three one two five four zero zero six seven zero to the Blue Cross Blue Shield Performance Stage. If you come, you've got a shot to interact with us live. We're going to be giving out microphones to the crowd. I'll uh, have experts on the show. It's going to be a really really good time. So, uh 3125400670. If you can make it next Wednesday and you've got a thought on Fields V, the, the number one pick.
6: At- and again, that means everyone gets a microphone. We're giving out a microphone as you walk in. You get your own, and you can just jump in whenever you want.
3: And you get to keep it. You get to take it home. Um, let engineering go that they need to have 150 microphones available.
6: You guys let us, me and Tanny, we just producers talk. So how do you think we're going <laughs> to deal with listeners? They can say whatever they want. They're more This important. is an open mic They're show. They're more
5: valuable. It's an interesting thought. I maybe should have phrased that. A I should stick to the copy points is what you're saying?
6: No, it's okay. okay. <laughs> Improv. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. All of a sudden, everybody comes in. Where's my microphone? <laughs> I would hate that.
3: You have to lock up your phones, though, because we're that's the way we roll. Yeah, it's like
5: a Dave Chappelle show. Exactly. Yeah, the yonder. Lock prop. up
3: your phones. You get a microphone. So None of that is
5: true. There's a lot going on about uh, Justin Fields where he could go, the teams that could be interested, and the gambling odds are making a big move on this as well. Parkinson Spiegel on the score.
2: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Mango! Afternoons on the score.
5: It'll be That would be the outside the box thing, but sometimes when things aren't working, you do everything outside of the box. And I think, guys, as long as you're honest with both guys, every day you're telling them exactly what your thoughts are, that they're competing against each other, that the best player will play, and you're keeping things moving in the right direction. Why not? Why not give it? A, why not try something new at a position that you have never been successful at developing? So that was Owen Cruz being open to the idea of Fields and the next QB, Caleb Williams or whomever, being in the roster at the same time. I don't think that's happening, but they're floating it, man. Adam Schefter on the 17-hour pregame show on ESPN before the Super Bowl said that these are discussions that the Bears are having.
11: They have talked about the idea, as unlikely as it seems, of carrying... both quarterbacks taking the guy at one and keeping fields now will they get to that it's hard to imagine that but that is a conversation that's come up within the organization
7: you know it's funny the Dallas Cowboys actually did that yeah Steve Walsh Steve Walsh and Troy Aikman Aikman. so we've seen it done before and the thing that's that's crazy though is look what what you hear outside is this is the closest thing prospect to Patrick Mahomes that we've ever
2: seen now if that's the case like, don't please of. don't say it's
12: yeah, Bryce is, Young.
10: This
2: Compare it. this guy to Bryce Young. Yeah, to me- if this is the case right here, look, this thing could be. I mean, five, six first-round picks would it be worth it if you can get a Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, now, now so, to me, we're going to find out all entering, about this Now kid.
5: We are entering smokescreen season, okay, <laughs> yeah. by these teams. and I, I don't, There's no way they keep Caleb Williams, and they also have Justin Fields on the roster. I, that's just my own personal opinion. Something is happening here. A trade is going to be worked. Fields is moved, or they're taking Caleb's number one. That There's no way. That's
11: smokescreen hey, no, all no, over no, the no, place. No, 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 no. It's not smokescreen. No. They've talked about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you they're doing it but they've talked about it that's not a smokescreen that's a fact
10: Rex if they do move on (laughs) (laughs) all
11: right so
5: they've talked about it but hey both things can be true there it's a fact that they've talked about it but the fact that Adam Schefter knows that they've talked about it could be the smokescreen they might keep Justin Fields, so we've got to make them a real offer. We're not going to be able to get him for a fourth-round pick. Right. we got, we got to make them a real offer, or else they're just going to keep this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean? Bo- Both of those things can exist in the land of truth.
3: Oh, absolutely. Schefter being used by a front <laughs> office as a leverage play? Do tell, Danny. Yes. Uh, I'll sit down, tell me stories about it. Yes, could certainly be the case. I'm fascinated by the comp of Steve Walsh and Troy Aikman. The circumstances are very different. Um, I mean, Troy Aikman was taken number one overall in the nineteen eighty-nine NFL draft. And then the Cowboys took Steve Walsh the same year in the supplemental draft as the second overall pick. So it's the same year. So it's two rookies at the same time. Man, two rookies <laughs> at the same time. I said at the same time he did. <laughs>
7: It's that's everybody's
3: dream. That's what I'd do. That's what I'd do. A million bucks. <laughs> if it was my team, that's what I would do. <laughs> so two at the same time. And you know what they had to give up for using that second overall pick of the Supplemental. They had to give up the number one overall pick in the 1990 NFL draft. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot (laughs) for taking a guy in the supplemental because it it ended up being in the first round. Walsh started five games and couldn't beat out Aikman, but Jimmy apparently wanted Walsh, whereas Jerry really wanted Aikman. So that was the initial thing that happened there. Same year, same rookie contracts, not year three versus year one.
5: Yeah, the uh – Comparing things to, well, when Jimmy and Jerry were running the Cowboys, they did it. It's like, eh. We've heard enough stories from Wanstead about how that whole thing went down all the time. How that, many
3: bloody Marys that they had before the supplemental yeah, draft? Yeah, pack? were
5: they on a private plane? Were they playing blackjack? What uh, country
3: were they in? Like, what was, sandwich was Tony Wise eating when they called him in to ask for his opinion? Was
5: Jerry on an IV drip of Johnny Walker <laughs> Blue? Like, honestly, like, no, I don't <laughs> right. think that that is really precedent for anything.
3: Well, it's it's a team doing it with uh, it's two a te- it's a team doing two it. quarterbacks, two highly drafted yeah. quarterbacks on the same rookie deal. It was much laughed at at the time and they just had so many picks left over from the herschel walker deal that they could give up a number one overall for it and not really even have it matter i I think it's crazy
5: because Schefter says it and they've talked about it it's obviously worth six minutes of our airtime or whatever but i think it's untenable in the room for the soft factors that you love and always talk about because Uh justin is so popular and you don't want to set caleb up to fail winning over his teammates and like create divide in that way but also you only lose value in Justin Fields if you do that because he gets further into, well, now you got to pick up a fifth year option. He, you know, he only gets more expensive the longer he's in the league. I have, so.
3: a, I have a specific team and a pick that I dream of for Fields trade value. And I think it's actually the one that Schefter brought up. Was this the same from the same, uh, from, from the same 17 hour pregame show? Oh, this, it's from this, is, this, is
5: from, this is from McAfee, okay. and, and it is now the gambling favorite. It is. Adam Schefter says that the Pittsburgh Steelers and Justin Fields make sense.
11: We know that Pittsburgh's going to go out and get some type of quarterback, whether that's Ryan Tannehill, uh, whether that's Russell Wilson, oh. whether that's Justin Fields. Oh. Uh, who, who, Justin Fields, I know uh, oh, my, my, Mike Tomlin's a big fan of Justin Fields. We'll keep that in mind during the off season of the coming weeks. Wow. So there there, will be a decision that that organization has to make in terms of the quarterback that they want to bring in, uh, but they're not just going to leave it as Kenny Pickett, his starting job. Mike Tomlin made that very clear. So now it's which of these quarterbacks do they make a move for? Which one is somebody that they can go acquire uh, and wh- who fits into what they're willing to give up to a, either another team or to pay that player? Mike Tomlin back.
3: OC, Artie Smith. Yes. Him and Justin Fields. People are talking about him in Atlanta with Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. We'll be excited to see what it is in Pittsburgh. So round two, the Steelers pick is number 51. Okay? But that round one pick at number 20, it's time, Ryan Poles. Payback is a bitch for the Steelers. You gave them this high second round pick for Chase Claypool. Make them give you a one. For Justin Fields. Go ahead and get that 20. Find some other team. Find Atlanta earlier in the second round. Convince Tomlin and the Steelers that you have that one as a possibility. Make them give you their number one.
5: What would you give up their third to do it? Fields and a third for a first-round pick. You're not getting – I don't think you're getting the 20th pick in the draft for Justin Fields Uh, straight up.
3: I think that's the the pick – that you dream of when we've heard pundits say, "Ah, oh, yeah, you'll get a two, maybe a one." That's the one they're thinking about. I, I don't. I think, I'd give up a four.
5: I think it's a future one.
3: I'd give up a four. I, uh,
5: I, I think the. I, I think if you want a first round pick, you're getting next year's first round pick. I don't. I don't think you're getting this year's first round pick for Justin
3: Fields. Whatever, Danny. This is my dream and fantasy. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. sure, I'll give up a fourth round pick. I'll give up the Bears' fourth round pick. And Justin Fields. And Justin Fields to get number 20 overall. And that's where I'll take my Jackson Powers Johnson. Thank you very much.
5: It would be very exciting. Oh, yes, it would. It would be three picks in the first round. Three in the top 20. Quarterback, receiver, center. It'd be pretty good. Let's go.
3: It'd be pretty exciting. And then spend some free agent money on defense. Lady Burflus do his thing. Yeah. And hope that Shane Waldron is not a dope.
5: That would be that would be very, very exciting. Steelers are now the favorites to be Justin Fields' next team.
3: So that that's interesting. When did that happen? After this conversation? After the Schefter thing. After yeah.
5: the Schefter thing. Yeah, they were 15-1 to 1 three days ago, and now they're the favorite in how, front of the Bears. How good
3: would you feel if you're Ryan Poles? Getting a little payback for the embarrassment of giving up your high two for Claypool. I mean,
5: dude, today, my buddy sent me a screenshot of it. Today, on ESPN, they had the graphic up, would the Steelers be a Super Bowl contender with Justin Fields? A Super Bowl contender. Man. It, Justin Fields isn't bad. He is not bad. He is a good football player.
3: And he could get better. And for he could sure. get better.
5: And he has been done wrong. And he has not had good coaching and continuity and all of those things. I don't think the Steelers are a Super Bowl contender with Justin Fields. I think that's a little crazy, especially in his first year there, learning another offense and everything that would come with that. But that is how people are talking about Justin Fields. So maybe you're right to hold out hope for the 20th I, pick in the draft. I'm absolutely
3: holding out hope for that. Okay,
5: okay. Texas says you're just turning this into the Justin Trade Justin Field Show again. I it was on all over ESPN. It, get ready for me. Like if you're uncomfortable with it, I understand. You should probably be like Mitch Trubisky and turn off all the TVs. Turn because it's it's going to be everywhere for. At least the next month. Mm-hmm. New league year starts March 13th. That's when maybe you can begin to move on from it. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score.
2: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Honored to be on their show earlier today. Danny and Matt do an excellent job interviewing people. Afternoons on the score. Do you only consume Pat
5: Hughes like at the urinal? Okay. <laughs> Pat Hughes was in the building
3: today. Very cool. Hall of Famer in the house. Super duper cool. He and Zach Zademan and Ron Coomer. Over in our um, performance studio for an event for news. Cubs Radio, a lot of the uh, the fine endorsers for Cubs Radio were in attendance. Nice, it's very cool, and there was food.
5: There was. I know you know. Yeah, that's Wildfire. Yeah, I should I have gotten a business card, but from that that guy up by me, the place is place is really good, man. I go to the one in Glenview sometimes.
3: You do? Yeah, it's it, really good. They're all over the place. Yeah, uh,
5: I know. I just I, it's the one that I go to.
3: Coom told me that uh, that the guy uh, there from Wildfire opened one in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, when Coom was a twin. I didn't know
5: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Uh, okay. That's that's exactly exactly what it is. Very positive.
5: Yeah, I like that place.
3: Have you seen um, the video that the Cubs put out? About all their promotional items for this year, it is uh, delightful. Uh,
5: yes, I have. Okay. I, yes, I have.
3: Because there's a few different things regarding the players, um, and then there's a Cubs-related sweater. Yes. In the form of Pat Hughes's famous debut sweater from what 30 years ago or yeah. whatever it was.
5: Yeah. a Sweater from like the. It looks like it could have been worn in the Last Dance.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes, and well, it's um, coo- a Kuji sweater. I think right? it's Kuji yeah, sweater. Yeah. And in the promotional video, Pat Hughes displays his epic comic timing.
1: Yeah, the fans are gonna love this.
0: It's perfect, Pat.
1: What's perfect?
3: This is your famous opening day sweater, right?
0: The one you wore to your first Cubs game in
10: 1996? Uh Uh-huh.
0: So we're gonna give away replicas of it. We really appreciate you wearing it to show us today.
10: Oh,
2: right, it's not like I wear a 30-year-old sweater on a weekly basis. This is a very special occasion. (laughs)
3: thought that was very funny, very well-delivered, and he, he wears it pretty often. Um, but I don't know if that's the actual sweater, but either way, it's very funny. So when I said hello to Pat in there, um, I complimented him on his comic timing, and Zach said, you know, it's funny, all the, all the great calls of your life, Pat, and that's what they're talking about right now is the sweater. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, and I said, oh, I laughed. I yes-ended it. It's what we do, right?
5: Yeah.
3: And I said, you don't get to choose your legacy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> said you don't get to choose your legacy, and then because of me, I kept talking. Oh no! Yeah, and I said, "You oh, know, no. <laughs> what do you mean?" I said, uh, he laughed, smiled. Um, he, he, uh, he's, I said, um, you know, you get to choose what's on the headstone, but the first line of the obit, you don't get to choose. You know? Yeah. Oh no! Uh-huh. It's quiet, <laughs> quiet at the table. Come all on, s- speak! All of a sudden, uh, I, I realized the heaviness that had taken over the room a little bit. I said. Sorry, that came out a little darker than I intended. How did you intend it? Pat laughed. Zach laughed uncomfortably. I felt like a jackass. Yeah, I can see that. You see, <laughs> you're turning pink for me. I,
5: I mean, yeah, man, that is a... I didn't know that is what you... you said you're like, turning oh,
3: purple for me.
5: You're like, I think I might have uh, like, uh, upset Pat He's a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, I figured, you know, you made a crack about... You're going to, you know, it's I get, I'm getting yeah. real comfortable in your seat or something. And he's like, hey, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I'm yeah. not really worried about you. But no. I didn't think you were going to talk to the man about his headstone. Yeah,
3: talked about his headstone and his <laughs> obit. Um, I, I really meant it in general.
5: You know, about anybody's headstone, none of us. A young person, an old person, a medium person. We don't uh, get to decide. We can't decide. Of course, we don't get to write it, yeah.
3: But unfortunately, it just just goes along with me asking Steve Stone about his dogs. Yeah. yeah. Don Cooper about his birds. (laughs) Did
5: you, like, pretend that you got a phone call? Uh, (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry.
3: Yeah, Not a lot of zackles. I gotta go. Hey, let me check out the spread. Uh... Hey, check out the food over here. Ian
2: Anderson, boy, he could play that flute.
3: <laughs> he really could. Peoria Matt says, "Well, it was nice having you on Cubs games. <laughs> No, no,
5: Speaks. no, no. You already got your ticket booked. Uh, you're going out there in March. Yeah, I've gone
3: out there in March, Doing out there. But yeah, yeah, I, that is. Did that... I actually offend him? I don't no, know. I, I, I don't. I,
5: I, I doubt it. But maybe he was he was doubling down on the comedic timing.
3: <laughs> of,
12: of,
5: he did give me a great silence, great
3: deadpan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Add <yeah, laughs> yeah. that to the list of the comedic timing skills. Yeah, that's. It's a really good deadpan to make somebody feel very uncomfortable. That's possible. I'm I am an idiot." Uh, it's okay. Yeah.
2: Thanks for asking, though. Here's the 3-1. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he is very funny with the comedic timing. Yeah, he's no, very he's a, good.
5: He's a funny guy. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Baseball season right around the corner. He we're gonna be airing some spring training games.
3: He complimented us on uh, on the finishing number two. He had seen oh, that the was nice. very nice. He had seen the blurb. He gets had seen the emails the from
5: Mitch. Yeah, you know, I, maybe he's a daily reader of Barrett Sports Media. It's <laughs> it's
3: it's it's in it's, play. It's certainly possible. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> that, that, there you go. Congratulations. Congratulations. See, that should be in the regular congratulations rotation. I got to say, it feels nice coming from those guys. <laughs>
5: it does. It makes, it makes you feel warm. That is
3: texture says, Speaks, did you mention Pat's headstone and obit before or after you brought up the Holocaust? It was technically before because mm-hmm. I didn't bring it up. It didn't come up during the conversation at all because I right. skedaddled. I
6: scrammed. It came up in my conversation with Pat today. <laughs> Great. didn't come up in yours? No, uh,
3: it didn't. I got to see a zone of interest, though, or the zone of interest. That's uh, the Oscar-nominated film about Auschwitz.
6: Oh, yeah. Well, that's a
3: <laughs> glad I'll, I brought that. I'll always up.
6: leave them
5: laughing. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. It's just true. I, I just te- you guys don't know what my story is about coming up, but I just texted all three of you a six-second video. Shane Tanny, I just te- but do not say what is in the video, but I just want your reaction to the video. Do not say what's in it, and then I will tell the story on the other side. But everyone can look at their phones. I just texted it to you. None of you know what you are about to unveil.
7: I want to let the listeners know you sent me a very private picture. Uh, I think of a body part of yours, and I'm going to go to <laughs> HR right now. Do,
5: you see, do you, did everybody see what that video is Oh, of?
7: my God.
5: <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what I had to deal with All right. last night. Speaks, did you get it?
3: I'm looking at it now.
5: All right. Do so you take a look at that video.
3: Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, goodness.
6: Danny, <laughs> yeah. did he send you the one to Drake, too? <laughs> no, no, no. no.
3: <laughs> yeah. This thing was almost that big. Uh, all right. That shouldn't be there. Right. That's not where that's supposed to be. This
5: is what I had to deal with. <laughs> and how it all went down is quite a tale parkinson spiegel on the score the
2: parkinson spiegel show and here's the controversy listen we love fun right afternoons on the score
5: all right stories of my
12: failures (laughs) i'd get a kick out of it
5: we're gonna need the phone lines for this one because i am hoping this isn't as bad as i feel i'm um these are all true Everything I've told you guys about seven hours to assemble a car for my kid, only for it to not end up working, uh, and needing to then pay someone to assemble the new car—they're—they're they're all true.
3: But let me let me say that based on the video that you sent to us, yeah, this issue, yeah, this problem, yeah, is a doozy. Okay. I but, consider this a doozy. Uh, okay. So I'm I'm inclined to cut you a break, but I don't know all the details but I, just yet.
5: I've, I've wet bandits my own house. Remember when I flooded the house from the second floor down because oh. I left the sink running? No,
3: I, I mean, you're an idiot. That's okay, without okay, question. I,
5: yeah, right. I, I would but,
3: never, I would <laughs> never deny. Yeah, yeah, I would want you to. Of what an idiot and just a, a colossally disastrous homeowner you are.
5: All right, so last night, Bulls game ends, and I'm like, you know what? Let's see if uh, Curb your enthusiasm on, or if they gave it a week off because of the Super Bowl. Oh, there was. It's episode two, and it was a good one, <laughs> and it was a great one. Uh, I'm loving the start to this season, Tanny, and I'm like, oh man, Curb your enthusiasm and the return of John Stewart.
3: I didn't love episode one of Curb of uh, this year, so I got to watch episode two. Oh, yeah, all right. Well, I'll give know, it a shot. That's,
5: that's all subjective. <laughs> uh, so, like, all right. I have a solid hour plus of like prime comedic programming to watch here. I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna, as Max says, I'm gonna get the plane in the air. So get the plane in the air. Sure, you do. Not, not anything aggressively. Not anything, uh, you know, nuts. But a few puffs.
3: Not like meth or anything.
5: No, no just a few puffs. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like, all right, cool. Meth is Thursdays at <laughs> Danny's house.
5: But something, like, all right. A few puffs. Settle in for some comedy. Me and the wife on the couch. We're gonna have. A lovely evening about 27 minutes into the 31 minute curb episode <laughs> i hear a noise mm. coming from the kitchen and you know one of the side effects get in the plane you you're gonna be a little on edge at time you can be a little paranoid maybe a little bit aware of your senses around you i'm like huh that doesn't sound like a noise that i'm terribly familiar with what could that noise possibly be i say to steph i say hey steph you hear that noise she could goes, you describe the ruckus sir? it was more of a rattle it was like a, it was like something like rattling around a rattle and i'm like like, like, like a, like a jangle, like a, like a metal clanking.
6: Like a shake or like a roll?
3: A, like a shake or a roll. and, uh, <laughs> and I When hear you that. hear all three of those mm-hmm. together, then you know the chorus is coming. She goes, she goes, she goes you hear that? I, I, she goes, I don't hear anything. <laughs> she goes, I don't know. Maybe it's the dishwasher. I'm like, all right. Pause
5: the episode. I'm going to go check out the dishwasher. Dishwasher running fine. Not the dishwasher. Not the but dishwasher. But as I'm over by the dishwasher, yeah, I hear the noise louder. Coming to my right.
3: Was it uh, one of your toddlers with a no, rattle no, in the they, middle of the room?
5: No, no, no. They were upstairs sleeping. This was okay. about uh, you know, 9, know 10 o'clock at night. If the dishwasher wasn't running right, do you think you'd know?
3: <laughs> I, I
5: think I would know that it sounds different than it does on other nights. I don't know that I would know how to fix it. But, you know, so I'm like, okay. You I know, always
3: like, ask that every Passover. Why does this <laughs> dishwasher run differently than it does on it's, any other it's night? It's one of the big questions.
5: Uh, yeah, it's, oh, it's, the rattle, now that I'm closer to the kitchen, it's clearly coming
3: from the stove oven area. I'm not an expert in this area. All right, so hold on. So something rattling in the stove oven area seems seems a little scary, frankly. Like an old meatloaf left in there by accident would not rattle. So I turn
7: or perhaps one of your chicken parms not cooked all the way, still moving around. Still in alive.
5: There. <laughs> the dancing chicken parm. So I turn 90 degrees <laughs> yeah. from facing the dishwasher to facing the stove to examine what this rattling noise could possibly be. Uh And I look at the burners Uh on this beautiful Viking appliance. No humble brag needed. And I'm like, that burner's normal. That burner's normal. That burner's normal. That burner's not. There's a mouse. Mouse in the
3: house. (laughs) There's a mouse. It's a mouse inside the stove, just hanging out. Yeah,
5: not in the oven. Uh Uh-huh in, up,
6: the stove. Right under the burner. You sent us right the video. Right under the burner. Can, can I tweet that video now that you, we've done it? I don't think so.
3: I think you can. I don't...
7: we, we it's want the, Danny's we house. want the video out? Not the well, full one. Well, if you one. want to open the phone
3: lines, we want people to be able to see Just it. Just the six-second video? All right, fine. What then. is given yeah. away in the six-second video? Uh, all right, fine. I fine, mean, your, fine. Ba- your bank statement with all the applicable numbers <laughs> is on top of the stove. All right, fine.
7: If it were me, I'd tweet out the link to the Zillow because I'd be selling
3: the house if there was a mouse <laughs> in there. That's where this is going. If there's one mouse in the stove how many mice are under the stove?
7: Okay,
5: that's what I want to know. Okay, a thousand boys, buckle up. Oh boy, f- f- this this story is just beginning.
3: <laughs> so, but I gotta say, the video you sent, which we'll tweet against your will, is is horrifying. No, this, this is this is an adorable field mouse. No, no, the stove is rattling and is jumping up in the air. I mean, I'm, the first thing I would do, call me crazy, is I would turn on the stove. Okay. Listen, am I a terrible person? All right. Perhaps. Listen, dude. All right. (laughs) I
5: was (laughs) so scared. (laughs) So high. So high and so scared. And I (laughs) only to be topped by my not high, but more scared wife.
3: Oh, boy. Because she is not a mouse a mouse person a mouse rodent bug doesn't have little mouse like <laughs> slippers that she wears not into
5: it doesn't think ratatouille or stuart little were cute <laughs> and and I'll be honest Shane you
6: say it's a little field mouse it's a small field mouse I thought
5: it, it was a squirrel I thought it was a rat
3: <laughs> I thought at first it was a squirrel and I was a little freaked out All right, so I am like there's a rat in the I'm, kitchen what am I gonna uh, do there's I'm, a rat in
5: the like, kitchen there's a rat In the stove. Mm -hmm. What do I? And Steph's like, they carry diseases, don't get bit. And I'm like, all right,
3: good advice. (laughs) (laughs) But what do I? That is good (laughs) advice. But also (laughs) grab it and throw it away. Right, right. So (laughs) just just,
5: don't get bit. These are like among the first things that my wife said to me. How do you know that there's a mouse or a rat in the stove? I said, because I saw it, mm-hmm. she then said, We have to burn the house down. <laughs> I'm like, All right, let's. That seems rash. Ra- I'm like, Burn oh the God. house down? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like well, can, we, wow. can, we, can we come back towards rational? <laughs> like, like, let's move back to That's how direction. much she was, Man, she really didn't like Ratatouille. <laughs> it's only, all right. She really didn't like it. And she's like, you she's like, I can't go to sleep with this mouse in the house. I'm like, well, we gotta go to sleep. At some point, she's like, well, then you
3: gotta get it out. Did you want to go to sleep? Let's just deal with it tomorrow, honey. I gotta watch um John Stewart. I really gotta get to the rest of this. Yeah. Yeah, you just wanted to go to bed. I just I'm like, I'm like, how long has this guy been here? You he didn't just this move. He didn't just move in
5: today. He's been here. Jim. Jim Mouse. All right, no, but all right, boys, settle in. Yeah. So, all right, first thing we do. Google 24-hour exterminator services. You know me. Field mouse. Dude, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm willing what to throw. Doing? I'm like, I'm to throw money at this problem right now.
3: Um, I, 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 I won, I won a couple of bets uh, on the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll, I'll withdraw. I'll withdraw from my offshore betting accounts. I will throw
5: money at this mouse problem right now. Oh, wait. is there anyone within a 10-mile radius who I can give $200 to? I don't even need a professional. <laughs> Dude, she, An amateur exterminator she, would be she, fine. She was like, text your neighbor, your, your guy neighbor group chat oh. and see if any of them are manly enough to get this thing out of that. She's like, I don't trust you. She's like,
3: That's You're... not a bad idea to text the guy neighbor group chat and say, hey, have you guys dealt with mice before? I got one in my stove. I don't really know what to do.
5: That's I, that, a good idea. That was her, But I was embarrassed. I
3: was like, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs>
5: I can do this. But then I was like. Hold, hold on. Just pause right there. I was like, I really hold can't. On.
3: Guys. I applaud that from him. Oh, but, That's but, a step. No, but, but hold on. Shane and Tanny. He's embarrassed to text the group chat but not to discuss it the next day on a 50,000-watt blowtorch. That logic doesn't hold. Uh, it doesn't hold. Again,
5: it, this is how I pay for the exterminator. Okay. okay. All right, That's fair, actually. This, this, is, this is how I've built a small empire, okay? It's through these takes, all right, and these stories okay. and this honesty. So, yeah, yes. I, I, it, I, behind this microphone, I have no shame. In uh, personal life, I of course feel human emotion. Uh, so, literally, twenty-four hour exterminator. Well, sir, you know you should. Uh, we we open tomorrow. This is not this is not an emergency. You've got a mouse in your stove. It's not an emergency. Like we are not going to dispatch someone for this. Okay, cool. Call the next one. Well, we'll come out. But it's $500. Of course that is. What did you expect when five, they're calling them? I'm like, oh, for you, 10 o'clock at night, it's $35. I sir. love the Caleb Williams jersey. Like, I, I don't know. So I'm like, all right, that, not paying 500 bucks. Is As this, I'm doing this. Is this Danny of Bull's <laughs> position? Yeah, yeah. I'll be right over. As I'm doing this, and I don't know if she would like, lo- she called the non emergency number. Yeah. She called the non emergency number to the village. Yep.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Okay. They say let's involve the government. They
5: said, "We don't have a uh, an emergency like you know what I'm mean? This is not does not fall under animal control. Get a
3: mouse trap. Yes, I was gonna say they were. They probably said get in your car, drive to a drugstore, mm-hmm. and get a glue trap, and then go to bed. Okay.
5: So they like get a mousetrap. So she." Express orders from Amazon. Some mouse traps. They <laughs> arrive at like eight thirty this morning.
3: Oh, Dude, he's high. He can't get in the car. I he can't. I mean, this is what you could go puff it. You could I, go puff. He's oh,
7: yeah. too much of that already. <laughs>
6: Danny, so, this, this is a lovely. new I'm, I don't know if you're done yet, but this is a this is a new low for so, you. So, and for Steph. So I'm frankly more disappointing. Do they have
5: GoPuff up there? So so my buddy, I'm texting my buddy who's like good at fixing stuff and is a real man.
3: Your answer for a mouse problem is to text people.
5: <laughs> and he's like he's like, Well, <sighs> as far as I can tell, you can either beat it to death or put on some gloves. Pick it up, get it into a bag, a a Tupperware, like whatever you think you could manage, Uh carry it outside and let it go.
6: A bag or Tupperware?
5: Like, 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 like salt, you know, you whatever yeah.
6: you think you can manage. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, no, no, no. I'd stick with the bag. Oh, man. I don't dude.
7: know if you can manage the Tupperware. If you have any buckets in the house you should have the water issues? Do you have any extra buckets? Yeah, so yes, so that's bucket. what I would have recommended. Yeah,
6: right yeah. Yeah. A bucket upside down over the burner, a piece of plywood or a cutting board underneath, slide the bucket, go ahead and top the, the, the bucket with the cutting board, flip it over and bring it outside.
3: You know what's right next to the stove are oven myths. Like, I, I grabbed I had the oven mitts on. Put on, put two on. Oven, you put on two oven mitts. You, you grab a Tupperware. You shove the mouse into the Tupperware and take it outside. Dude, what we know about Danny,
6: do you think he's coordinated enough to grab the mouse? No. That's what I was worried about, dude. Where's your dog, dude?
5: Okay. Where's you your dog in this? Laying on the couch
10: yep.
3: where we were watching Curb, not moving, <laughs> uh. waiting, waiting for you to come back. Dude. Honestly, Willie would have gotten out of Shane's house, run to Danny's house, and gone up and taken care of so
5: that. So I put gloves on, took gloves off. I put shoes on, called two 24-hour exterminator services. The non-emergency <laughs> number was called. We express ordered mousetraps. Um, and here's how it ended. I took four baking sheets that you would like, <laughs> like make chocolate chip cookies on.
3: And I They don't have lids. And I covered. What are we doing? And I covered up oh. the stove. Wow. And I went to bed. That is the equivalent of turning up the radio so you don't <laughs> have to hear the car engine rattle. And I went to bed. Uh, you just trapped it underneath the
5: baking sheets and went to bed? That's how we ended the night. I considered turning on the
3: burner and burning
6: it. I can, that would have been option like 48.
3: I considered. I, I, that, that was my first thought. But. I definitely would have ended up with oven mitts on trying to get it into a Tupperware. Would have been a little scary. A little scary. Sure.
5: And what if you drop it? And like there's a grate over the burner, right? So he's he's between the burner and the grate. So he's kind of trapped in there. I'd
6: have to remove the grate to get mm-hmm. to the mouse. I remove. How do you put No, a- you wouldn't. No, you just put the bucket over it and slide the grate off with it. Then you're going to dump the mouse outside. He's not going to take the grate with him. He's gonna leave it behind for you. Did you ya. hear it was a Viking
3: though? Mm-hmm. Did you
6: hear? It? God, it's, it's, dude, it's, it's a heavy grade. Sometimes, man. What? So what? We, so okay. Sometimes I just I don't get it. I I don't. You're thirty seven. Thirty seven. Ah, uh, I was scared. How?
2: Oh, how? God. How did I make it this
5: far?
3: Yeah, yeah.
5: you could have shot it. I don't have a gun. My buddy, yeah. Yeah, don't have a gun. So
3: right now, where are we? Does the mouse uh, remain in the stove?
5: Exterminator came over, you know, this morning.
3: I don't fault you for the they, exterminator they, they in said, general. They,
5: well, no, they, yeah, you got to look to see if they got more find so, find entry points. What do they what say?
3: It. Like one means there's thirty the, or something. Yeah, yeah,
5: like there's clearly like an entry point. The basement was clean, which is good because that's unfinished. So maybe that like the attic. We the, we don't have access to the attic. That's like where just like the the second, like the upstairs heater is, or whatever. So maybe they're getting in through a roof spot somewhere up there. And yeah. I, so like, I don't. They're working on it. I don't. I don't
7: know. What about yeah. Owen's eggs this morning? My guy Owen not have his eggs?
5: <laughs> he had his eggs. Okay. <laughs>
6: Microwave them? You went and got them from somewhere.
5: <laughs> no, I made them.
6: Oh,
3: you picked up a, picked up one of
6: the sheet pans. On
5: a I made them on a different
3: burner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. With a with a pan.
5: Oh. That's bad. That's bad. No, Owen got his eggs.
3: Uh, Oh, God. It's amazing.
5: My question is, like, basically, is anyone else willing to step into the vulnerability tree here Mm -hmm. and talk about a time when your wife needed you to do something to be the man of the house? Oh, Oh, yeah. And you fell woefully short because she was like, Danny, I'm sorry. I can't help you with this one. I don't even want to see it. This is like this. I can't deal with this. This is on you. And I wanted to. I, I tried. I was like, I'm not texting the na- the neighbors. I'm not texting the guys. I'll put on the gloves. I'll put on the shoes. I'm gonna do it. And then, I didn't do it. Well, I and mean, then I finished the curb episode and watched John Stewart and went to
3: bed. Man, it's amazing. I, I you know, look, uh, Christine is very uh, capable and strong when it comes to removing, you know, uh, moths or spiders or anything like that. So I haven't had that issue. But in terms of like. Letting her down when she wants me to be (laughs) strong? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like there was there was one time last week she woke up having a coughing fit, a huge coughing fit. Yeah. And and it was like, oh my God, honey, you okay? And immediately fell back to sleep. Just immediately. She's gagging, having trouble breathing, and all that. I'm like, oh, you're right. And I went back to sleep. And then I was woken up a little while after and and yelled at, and I deserved it a thousand percent. She's in peril. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's yeah. in peril, and I'm, I'm not rising to you the You did moment. not
11: rise to the, the moment. But did in she, terms did of, she wake you?
3: Yeah. In terms huh. of wildlife, I right. haven't had that issue. Wildlife issues? It doesn't have
5: to be wildlife issues. I'm just saying, your wife comes to you, your significant other comes to you, mm. needs you to step up, and you say, honey, I will step up, and then you fail. <sighs> That's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. Sandy and Carol Stream, go ahead.
10: Hey, guys. First of all, I'm laughing so hard I can't stand it. But um, I live on a lake. I have mice all the time in my garage and outside in my yard and all that kind of stuff. And if they get in your house, and like somebody said, if you have one, you've got ten, you need to to look around and see if there's little droppings along the uh, baseboards or in the back of your cabinets. And if you're lucky enough to not see any or to see any other mouse, that's great then buy these things and i don't know what they're called that's real helpful i know but they're they're vibrating noise things you plug them into the wall and they make a vibrating sound that you can't hear but it keeps the mice out and put them in your plugs in the kitchen i swear and if you've already got the mice it's not going to make them leave you got to get so if you find dropping get go ahead and call an exterminator. But if there's no droppings anywhere or signs of any other mice... No, uh-huh. I, I mean, the exterminator's
5: in- been called. Like, they're, they're working on that. But I at- like
3: the ultrasonic mouse repellent um, and, and members of ultrasonic yeah. mouse repellent. Yeah, you can you can get those cheaply on Amazon or otherwise. I would get some of those immediately. Uh, uh, all right. Yes. That-
10: and and plug them in. plug a whole bunch of them in, <laughs> even though they tell you one. <laughs> and with you, in your case maybe maybe double
5: it <laughs> okay yep thank you sandy appreciate it people keep saying get a cat i'm allergic uh no i'm not getting a cat
10: oh
3: my god not getting a cat Textures, you guys make me feel more like a man every time you tell a story
5: i do I, I,
3: I i'm surprised marta wasn't called to get rid of the
5: mouse i mean we told her about it when she got here today yeah was hoping that she would solve the problem she didn't.
3: I called my brother in law after one of our dogs killed a squirrel in the backyard. He came with no gloves and a trash bag, had absolutely no issue. <laughs> so, your brother in law came and saved you. I had a dead bunny family in my window well. Oh, that's sad. I didn't know what to do about it. Texted my neighbor saying I needed help to dispose of a body. He came over immediately.
1: That's a good neighbor. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, all right. It's a bunny body, but still, it is a body. It is a body. It is a body. <sighs> Oh God. While yeah. staying at my then girlfriend now wife's house, laying down to bed, maybe ten minutes after a light turned on and noise was made. I told her, I'm not checking out that noise. It's her house. Go take a look. Turned out that our dog had sat on the switch for the light, turned it on, and got startled. That's all. Looking back, I was not a man in that situation. That's
5: what I'm saying. It happens. That's what I'm saying. I I felt so inadequate.
3: Oh, it was
5: terrible. God. It was terrible. We live by a forest preserve, like it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. Like I
3: I was I remember seeing my dad was freaked out by a bird in our house when I was a kid, and my mom was not. And I remember judging my father very harshly at the time. Yeah, my dad was terrified by a bird.
5: I'm glad my boys were asleep. This was not (laughs) They didn't have to see it. They didn't have to see it. And like we're gonna we're gonna erase this from the FCC so that they can never listen to this podcast. My
3: first move pr- probably would have been to to turn on the ovens. You would have burned the
5: mouse. I, but I, then you got to deal with like the smell of incinerated st- mouse, and then like that's
7: disgusting. It is kind of disgusting. It's disgusting. It's incredibly efficient though. Yeah. Gets get it done. Right there, you get right, back, button,
3: get right back. Get right back to mouse curb. Removal <laughs> <laughs> That's as close as you got to like. Let's eliminate the problem, shall we? Sorry, buddy. Is that what you would have done, Tanny? No, no.
7: First, I will just say full disclosure: mice, rats hate it. I I just – I have a real visceral reaction to rodents and stuff like that. We have not had an issue like that in my home, knock on wood, trying to take all the precautionary measures with, like, you know, sealing up the outside of the house and stuff. Mm. I did have during my first mow of the season this past spring – there was a, a, a dead cat carcass in, in one of my kids' old playhouses that she didn't use anymore. Ooh. So Ooh. over the course of the winter, either snuck in there for warmth or it was dragged <laughs> in there by another animal. How uh, long did you leave it out there? Uh, no, rushed right away. Just like I got the big, you know, gloves and trash bag right away. Yeah, so it was not. It was not my favorite thing in the world to do, but that's what you do as the man of the house. And you know? I, I did tell everyone about it afterwards. Look what I did. You should see this thing back there. Yep. Yep. You, yeah, yeah,
3: but yeah, I would have just yeah. I bucket. got a lot of
7: fails on my
5: record, dude. What kind a- of
3: stove is it? Is it electric stove or gas stove? Viking. <laughs> I know <was> it gas. <laughs> yeah. No, you could have just turned on the on the gas and not the flame, theoretically. The <laughs> How cruel gas, are you? Gas the mouse. Yeah, okay, go ahead and gas that mouse. That's what they do down in uh, Alabama, right? These days, or what was it Texas? They're trying new ways to kill people. Oh God! Capital punishment. You want cheaper, more efficient ways?
5: I'm just saying. So we got people maybe are willing to share their their big fails when they were asked to step up uh, because I got a long, long, long list of them. So we can hear some of those as we go. Kevin Warren spoke today. Uh... Speaks has encouragement for uh, the losing coach at the Super Bowl. We got a lot to do here. Parkinson Spiegel on the score.
2: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I am actually doing a radio show with Parkinson and Spiegel, and I wasn't particularly good. I mean, not that that's a new thing. Afternoons on the score.
4: It's mice nuts.
5: Many of you are being very kind on the text line and on the Twitch chat. Many of you are not. Ha. Uh, that is kind of how it goes. No, see,
3: you, you found the life hack part of it, which is to ask if anybody else has ever had a similar experience. And the answer is, of course, yes. Yeah, I know how to do the job. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, I love this. I live in Charlotte. I killed a snake in the backyard, took the head off with a four iron. As the story has evolved, it was a baby copperhead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's I'm not kidding. true. Anyway, uh, this little snake still moved for 15 or 20 minutes without a head. I was terrified. <laughs>
5: It's a good use of a four-iron, though. It's a tough club to hit. Yes,
3: true, right? Is that what what was used on Tiger's back windshield? Was that a four-iron? Do you remember what club it was? I don't know
5: if there was a specific iron that was ever revealed. She got all Uh, of that one, though. Yeah, she did. She
3: really did. Parkins' pro tip, you don't even need gloves to grab an animal like that. Put your hand inside a plastic bag and then use that to grab the animal. Like how dog owners pick up the dog number two. Oh, yeah,
5: it's not a terrible thought. Yeah.
3: I don't know. You still would have been freaked out. Terrified. Yeah, if it was like a little jewel bag or something. What if it was a little stronger, like a a one-gallon freezer bag? Would you still be afraid that the mice, the mouse could eat through that? I would
5: still put on gloves to go through the bag. I don't know. It's just Mm -hmm. gross, man. It's just gross. But anyway, the, the the call stories are not uh, incredible. We have 10 lines lit up, but they're not they're not great. Oh, so but we'll... this
3: is good. Hold on. Good texts. And while driving with my girlfriend, we ran over a nail and got a flat. Oof. After 15 oh, yeah. minutes of trying to remove the lug nuts, we called her brother and father, and they had to drive 45 minutes to help. After five seconds, I then realized I was turning the tire iron in the wrong direction. Oh. Ouch. That's... And- that's a big hit, and and calling the
5: brother and father oh, of the girl, her brother. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Oh, like your man. brother, your father, fine. They can make fun of you, but now they the they hold that over you the rest of the relationship. That's that, tough.
3: That helps a lot. Like being able to in in my marriage, being able to be the guy who says, "Babe, just hang out or go inside if you want. I'll change the tire." Like being able to do that, I recommend that skill. Very, very highly. Yeah, it's a good skill. Because you feel good. It's impressive. It, it's competent. That's a big one. The other one is hanging a picture in your house. I hang the pictures. You do? Yeah, I hang the good. pictures. Yeah, you Use got the a level, drill? The level, the drill. Oh, yeah. it's very nice. Yeah. You've got the anchors and all that sure, stuff? Sure, a stud finder. Oh, ooh. Yeah, of course. Uh, your wife had one of those.
5: Yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She still doesn't. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, but there's mm-hmm. there's also sometimes multiple holes behind the picture. You know, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I don't get it done perfectly every time.
3: As long as it's not seen.
5: That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm <laughs> you saying. don't have to she's deal like, with that. Little, she's like, it's a little high. I'm like, well, it's there for a reason.
3: <laughs> oh, God. Remember I told you the, uh, that I had that door? I had the door that I was just, like, leaning on the wall in our yeah. bedroom yeah. for about, I don't know, nine weeks, something like that. Yeah. And then the brother-in-law slept over one night, and the next morning he just took care of it. <laughs> yeah i got him a coffee while he was doing it though you
5: know that's the equivalent of yeah. the, the pizza the beer and the outcast yeah, yeah. exactly yeah.
3: yeah we all have that kind of thing
5: like i think about these guys every day when i'm getting owen dressed and this
3: close in the morning i'm like hey, this dresser see that's nice i didn't i didn't build this mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't hey just... uh, i have an idea i know we're gonna do something but I, I have an idea for a social thing can we tomorrow i don't know if shane's available tanny you available i'm gonna ask it live on the air can um I want to go down to that bar in the, in, in, in the Pedway yeah. and see all the crazy people that the way that Bernsey and Lawrence were, and Ray were talking about it the other day well, after the show, after the show. Oh well, yeah. Your
5: wife's out of town. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs>
3: so tomorrow, tomorrow night after the show, anybody free for a a drink at the Pedway bar. Shane, you available on Valentine's day? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's Valentine's day. Yeah. I'm not available. And i I'm not available. My wife's out of town. Romance is dead.
5: I am not it's available.
3: Dead. I forgot it's Valentine's
6: Day. How badly Day. did you mess up last Valentine's <laughs> Day
3: where she said, I have to leave? No, I won last Valentine's Day. You know me. I'm competitive Oh, that's about right. These you holidays. keep score. Forget about yeah, that. I keep score on those. You
5: want us to go to a Pedway bar on Valentine's Day I think it's at romantic. 6 p.m.
3: I love you guys is what I'm trying to say. I, yeah, I appreciate that. I'll get a heart-shaped uh, bowl of pasta from Sparrow next door. I mean,
7: what could could be wrong? I did love the way they were talking about that bar on the midday show. It's the most horribly dangerous place on planet Earth. I'm like... We used to go there all the time. What does that say about us?
6: <laughs> Their doors were plywood for a little while. I don't know if you remember that.
7: We call it homey You know what I mean? It's very comfortable and cozy. It's yeah. dotted yeah. by wood. Uh, they, they,
6: what, they do have that window that they built when they put the Sparrow there where you can just go up to the window and order your pizza as opposed to walking out the 10 feet next door to the Sparrow. <laughs> you don't awesome. even have to leave the train station bar.
3: That's awesome That's and good helpful. laziness. Yeah. Yeah, I would
6: close up that window.
3: No, got to leave that there. All right, so you guys are out on the Valentine's <laughs> Day drink at the Pedway Bar.
6: Yeah, man. Sorry. man come on, sh- no, another time. I'm not. I'm not against the idea of going to that bar, but not tomorrow. Okay. Just All gonna right. make it even more pathetic.
5: <laughs> it would. It'd be kind of fun to see who is there, though. It would.
10: It
3: would. <laughs> 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 they could probably use our company.
5: That's right. right we exactly. could go and
3: increase the quality of their evening. Yeah.
5: Who's drinking alone at yeah. the Pedway Bar That's on Valentine's Day sure. at 6:30 p.m.? All right. You have words of encouragement for the losing Super Bowl coach. And I have a scenario from the Super Bowl that I did not consider that I'm mad at myself
2: for. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Parkinson Spiegel.
11: Yeah. Sounds like
2: the law firm you call when you get a parking ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Afternoons on the score.
7: Well, Coach, first of all, we really appreciate your time. An incredible back-and-forth game. Obviously, it didn't go the way you guys would want. What were the right words in the locker room
1: for your guys? Uh, there's no right words right now Um, it hurts everybody understands that Uh, we knew it would hurt if it came to this but I'm just proud of our guys they put themselves out there Um, they played their tails off they played through a lot of stuff and it's something we got to live with but uh, I know it's something we can handle but yeah we're all pretty disappointed right now Um, but I'm gonna lose with anyone I want to lose those guys man
5: that's Kyle Shanahan He's got some experience in losing to those guys. He's now done it in a couple of Super Bowls.
3: Digging into the Tennessee whiskey to drown the sorrows. Maybe wants to go eat ice cream in a tent somewhere. So it was Torrey Lovello's idea. Yeah, right? not a terrible idea. Yeah, good comfort food. Oh, but uh, it's brutal, man. Been beaten by Pat Mahomes. Bat Mahomes now twice, having blown ten-point leads both times. Obviously, the twenty-eight to three. Yep. Super Bowl loss. Uh, I just want to wanna run away and hide for a few <laughs> days. I want to go camping and just sit in the tent and, and suck my thumb, you know? And eat ice cream. Oh, God. It's visceral, man. You can feel that one. Yeah. So, Kyle Shanahan had a rough game. He's had a rough time in those three losses. You saw the third down percentages in all three losses that have been yep. out there. Yep. It's been brutal. This game... He's getting raked over the coals for obviously the overtime decision, which does have some nuance to it. How about coming out for the second half? They do two three and outs with six passes. The next one is two out of three passes and another three and out. So it's eight out of nine plays yep. were pass attempts when your running game had been working, and that is the obvious weakness of the Chiefs. So that is among the biggest mistakes that he's getting raked over the coals for.
5: I mean, the biggest mistake that people are still talking about is the decision to in overtime. Yes. That that, that is still by far and away the biggest thing.
3: And to me, the most egregious thing that has come out is the fact that he did not communicate to his players, either in training camp or at the beginning of the playoffs what the new overtime rules were and what they'd be thinking about. There was confusion on his team, just absolutely brutal. And we learned that Andy Reid in training camp talked to them about it. And again, at the beginning of the playoffs, did you see the tweet from Chase Daniel that in every preseason – most of Andy Reid's team meetings were like two minutes, maybe three minutes. They were very short, except there was one where he talked about strategy, overall, explained his overall strategic mindset, and it was lasted like two hours, and everybody knew to pay attention to absolutely everything, and he went over everything with great attention to detail. Thought that was really cool to think of. Because when you think about Andy Reid in the past, you don't think about a head coach looking at all those details. You know, you saw it in Kansas City when he still wasn't a fully formed head coach. Because there's a ton of Philly things, and I want to mention one of them. But let me ask you about the 2016 divisional round eliminated against the Patriots. They're down two scores with six and a half minutes left in yeah, the fourth no quarter.
5: Urgi- no urgency on the on the drive at the end. I was I was at that game. 16, I was in Foxborough.
3: Sixteen play drive. Yeah, took five minutes of game clock. Yep. And in the end of that one, they had first and goal from the one with two minutes and thirty three seconds left. Took them a minute and twenty seconds to score. Absolutely brutal that one. Even that's just in his Kansas City pass. Yeah, there. I mean, listen. That the truth is is that he. He's not perfect now.
5: None of them are. None of them are. But he's way better now. He he is way better now, but it's always tricky to know if he is way better now or he has a way better quarterback now who executes at a higher rate and gets him more yards per play. So he's in fewer third downs because they get first downs at a higher percentage. So there are fewer crux of the issue like razor thin margin decisions that he has to make agreed. He has fewer decisions to make when he's scoring at a higher points per play average because he's got a better quarterback
3: uh, agreed but in terms of like the communication the the way that he was on top of the overtime stuff from the get-go and his yeah. team knew what was happening of course and he's gotten he's and, great at it and their preparation I mean th- the most famous one in Philly was what Super Bowl 39 at the end of the first half it was 7-7 they had the ball at their 19 with a minute three had no urgency, ended up having to go to the halftime locker room at the Patriots' 37-yard line as time expired with two timeouts in his back pocket Mm -hmm. because of how terribly he mismanaged the entire sequence. So there's multiple, multiple things like that. Kyle Shanahan could very well grow up to be Andy Reid. Like, he's a brilliant offensive strategist, a really good play caller who failed in this Super Bowl and failed four years ago and failed when he was with the Falcons. But coaches grow up and mature, too. And I think Kyle Shanahan should know that it's possible if he keeps coaching well and has good quarterback and good talent, then he can be a better and more complete head coach. And i will learn from this stuff
5: he's going to coach for as long as he wants to coach, you know? So I, I I agree, and he's too good not to get one eventually. And he might learn from some of his conservative in-game stuff and then become more aggressive in-game and get paired with a better quarterback, and it becomes, like, crazy scary. Not that Purdy was the reason that they lost that game, but he, I, I don't know how much of his conservative nature uh, in these big games has been, I don't 100% trust Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy. And then I get the next guy who is, if Trey Lance would have worked out or gets reunited with Kirk Cousins or whatever. And he takes that step. But I, I fully expect Kyle Shanahan to win a Super Bowl.
3: I don't know if, if conservative is, is is correct in terms of this Super Bowl where he should have perhaps leaned on the run game more and Andy Reid has leaned on the run game more and with Pat Mahomes they've leaned on the run game more because they've had to yes but it's it, so so to me it's like just doing whatever it takes to win the game and not getting caught in some of your geniusness which is what was what Andy was accused of right. back in the day throwing too much and being chaotic which i way.
5: honestly think was a crazy criticism of him in Philly like it aged well passing is the more valuable thing than running in terms of yards per play the league ended up starting coaching more like Andy Reid. You know, so it, I actually thought that criticism of him, he had Brian Westbrook who would, like, lead the league in receptions. And like, you know, he, mm-hmm. they were in the NFC Championship game five times, and he, he would lose the, the better quarterback team often. You know, I i think he's always been an amazing coach, and now an, or the amazing race car driver that finally gets to drive the fastest car, and it's a crazy combination. But, yes, mm-hmm. he has evolved significantly. Communication, preparation, game management, all of that stuff. The reason I said aggression on Shanahan, I mentioned that there was a Super Bowl thing, and I knew you wanted to talk about Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. I didn't consider this at the time, and I'm mad at myself. And I saw Roger Sherman tweet about it, and I thought it was a really interesting hypothetical. He says the real strategy error by Kyle Shanahan was kicking on fourth and four from the nine in overtime. It gave Kansas City the urgency to go for it on fourth until they hit field goal range. Mm -hmm. Still left them in position to win with a touchdown. Go for it. If you miss they're in bad field position force a punt and then you get to win with a field goal on the Kansas City overtime drive they knew they had to pick up fourth downs but they had no time issues that usually come with gotta score drives they could run huddle didn't have to spike etc obviously mahomes does well even with time issues but there was no data set of drives under those conditions mm-hmm. i thought that's really interesting what do you think the reaction would have been given what we saw happen to dan campbell if it was fourth and four from the nine yard line in the Super Bowl yeah. in a tie game, if Kyle Shanahan would have went for it?
3: Well, I,
2: I, I think that
5: is a fascinating. It thing. is.
3: Well, I, I heard Mully talking about this this morning, talking about how the third down play call should have been a run because they were owning them, and then the fourth down play call it's not fourth and four could have also been a run. Exactly right. It's third and four instead of the pass play. Just go ahead with McCaffrey, who wants it terribly and is running his ass off at that point. Yeah. You know? And he just ran well to get you there uh, at times on that drive. So just go ahead. And so that fourth and four would even be shorter. If that had been the mindset, I think, I, I don't know. I, it's clear that they didn't think about it enough, what the strategy would be in this moment. And he will never make that mistake again. That right. is for damn sure.
5: Right. I think it's I think it's really close,
3: uh, and it would take. I don't love going for it on fourth and four, but I I like running it on third and four, knowing you'll go for it on fourth and two or fourth and one.
5: Right, and if you get stopped or it's a negative play, uh, I mean it would have been that would have that would be up there with you know onside kick in a Super Bowl by Sean Payton like that 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 would have been up there with gutsiest greatest play calls. In football history, you know, like Philly special, uh, if, if if they would have actually gone for it on fourth down, converted, and ended that drive with a touchdown,
3: and he could have been the coach that just ran it again and again down their throats and beat them the way that you can beat Kansas City. Yeah, and and then Mahomes has to come down and get seven, but maybe they go for two, and you got a completely different situation. Well,
5: and Brett Veach, the GM of the Chiefs, after the game said he's like, "You can't beat you can't beat fifteen with field goals." That's what he said on the field right after the game. Hmm. And he's like, we had a tremendous calm where we were watching the game when they settled for these, like, wow, we're going to win this game. They just had a belief that they were going to drive down the field and he was going to figure out a way, knowing that he would have four downs to get the 10 yards to keep moving them down the field, having confidence in Butker and all of that stuff. But I, I was like, man, in the moment, even though I knew what the overtime rules were, I still was like, yeah, that's a kick spot yeah. because it just be too risky. Man, but that as a really interesting hypothetical.
3: These guys can get smarter. Mahomes has gotten smarter and I believe he could still get even smarter. Yeah. Uh, and and these coaches get smarter too. Andy Reid has and Kyle Shanahan will.
5: Yeah, and he again he's already crazy smart. Yeah. He, the, these are hard things. They they are they are hard hard things and I the game management stuff drives us crazy but we're sitting on our couch in totally peaceful environments with imperfect amounts of data. Without a doubt. And they have to game plan and play call and manage injuries and other people in their headsets. This is
3: the life they've chosen, though.
5: No, I'm not saying... Of course, and they're paid millions and millions of dollars to do it, and they're the best in the world uh, at at their profession. I'm just saying... Even with mistakes in game, you can still be a great coach because it's about game planning and play calling and preparation. And there's so many things uh, that go into it. And he is still an excellent coach, even if he came up short in that spot. Want to open up the forum for pushback to the Caleb Williams uh, endorsement jersey and all that because there was something that happened that really surprised me as it relates to Justin Fields and I want to have a conversation openly and vulnerably about it next on the score.
3: Frankly, after this next segment, it's going to be awkward in here. I don't think so. I think it will be. I think it's going to be great. Okay. We will make post position great again. We'll talk about every aspect of this bears off season every day at three o'clock. Tell a friend. Well, and the thing is, what's that, Danny? Is that what's people
5: that? are treating it, folks? Put your seatbelts on. This could be a bumpy ride. Like it's a debate. Like it's gonna be a hard decision. Well, well it, it has you Take your been. headphones off. No, why are you getting
3: undressed, oh oh my God. God. dude? Keep your favorite hoodie D- on. Don't take off that hoodie. The t-shirt is filthy. What, what is, is that? A... Oh no! I just don't. Oh, I no. just don't know. Oh. Oh, what they're going to no. do. For those who can't see. Shut your eyes, Murray, and don't look at it no matter what happens. I don't know what Ryan Poles is going to do. We have to debate this oh, and discuss no. this. Our boy has put on a Bears jersey with 13 on the front. Hey, some yeah. jerk's wearing a Bears jersey. Let's all get together and kick his ass. Yeah! What does it say on the back?
7: Is that, is that a Johnny Knox jersey? <laughs>
3: That's a Caleb Williams custom Bears jersey,
5: baby. It's a guy we... 170 <laughs> bucks. I don't follow
6: trends. I set trends. God, why did you get a jersey of someone who won't be on the team? I want to go home and cuddle with my dog and watch some shows. Tune
5: into Twitch and YouTube right now. Yeah. Check out the jersey that you're going to be I buying say, your kids for Christmas and Hanukkah and birthdays. This is going to be the number one gift given to people in Chicagoland over the next 12 months. Guaranteed.
8: When you're a little kid, you're wearing like your, your hero's jersey, That's different. When you're older than the players, now you're just wearing some young boy's work shirt. <laughs> you don't know that boy, why are you wearing his work clothes? <laughs> it's strange, we go into a store, we go, hello good sir, I'll take that young boy's work shirt. What do I have going on tonight? Glad you asked. I'm going to dress up like this athletic young boy that I admire.
9: One, two. Three.
2: Here we go, Tim. Here we go. Here we go, go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station.
5: That was fun yesterday. Uh, People got very upset. People loved it. That's okay. That's the reaction. It's how it's going to work. The internet is incredibly toxic. I'm going to share a little bit about that here in a second. But... By and large, I think that uh, they're going to draft Caleb Williams and wanted to get in early on. it. And eventually, I'll probably give away the jersey because I don't actually wear jerseys. That's good because it doesn't
3: really fit you great. Yeah, exactly. I
5: People are like, oh, wow, like, uh, that's a kid's large. No, 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 that's an adult large. I just look like a little kid.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, the adult large is an interesting choice.
5: I just, I, I do, like, in, like, shirts i got
3: i got long arms yo that that's it I, i'm
5: a knob shaped individual uh, in a, a lot of different ways right there with you <laughs> yeah yeah but you know what i mean I, yeah. I, yeah so it's
3: di- speaking of that we ought to do a, a, like a big and tall store really ought to get in touch with us
5: we'd be good don't you think we'd be good for them
3: yeah we walk around we look like the sign
5: <laughs> yes so exa- yeah
3: exactly mm-hmm.
5: so uh I, as you guys know, you've known about the the jersey for for a while. I, I bought it weeks ago. We
3: kept the secret, although Shane apparently told Dan Bernstein just hours before. Yeah, sorry the reveal. about that.
6: I gave him a wedgie after he got done with transition for letting that go today.
3: That's okay.
5: You gotta you gotta take care of that. Um, <laughs> it was
3: Bernstein's third wedgie today.
5: So I, uh, obviously, I'd been thinking about it. You know, I was thinking about it for a while. I was like, all right, this is gonna. This is going to ruffle some feathers. Some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, anticipated, I think, a lot of the opinions in both directions. But there was one thing that I got, and I got it a lot, that I did not anticipate. And I wanted to run it by you.
3: Okay. Um, let me say that I ended up not looking at all the reactions because the volume of toxicity in general on fields versus Caleb. Yeah. Um It's not great. It it's no, it's really really ugly. Now the internet can be an ugly place, Newsflash. Um And it's
5: gotten worse. It,
3: it, it the internet, Twitter specifically. Yeah, oh yeah.
5: It's gotten worse since For Elon sure. bought it and the blue check thing has no meaning anymore and so you can have an anonymous account with a blue check and pay for influence and followers and skew some numbers not that i thought it was pure back in the day but it it's significantly worse yeah it's, of, a, it, of an online experience
3: it, it, yeah it it is I, I agree and it's a it's a weird place and 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 the show doesn't Exist there um, as much as sometimes it feels like it exists there.
5: I agree. Listen, I think the internet is largely fake. You know what I mean? I was, I was, I did the the CHGO Bear Show today, and Braggs was coming at me for for doing what I did, and he was like, "You, how can you say the internet's fake?" You know, I'm like, because it's these people are not going to walk up to me in the street and say the things that they've said to me on the internet over the last 24 hours. You know what I mean? It, it's just, it's not. It's mostly anonymous accounts. It, it's mean. It's, it, can, it can get you down. I'm not even saying it doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it. everything from my physical appearance to stuff about my wife to stuff about my mom to stuff about it. It's, it's, it's very mean. But that, again, is the Internet, and it's what we get for being public figures. It's, and the, I pr- it's
3: the price of doing business.
5: And I don't like it, but it is what it is, It right? is what it is. So, anyway, so that's that part of it. That's not even what I'm talking about because I agree. I know that it's toxic and I know that that debate is toxic on the internet. I got a lot of this is disrespectful to Justin Fields. And I don't understand. Like this guy's tweet got 372 likes in response to it. So a, a, a lot of people
3: agree Agreed with, with him. this
5: guy. Now a ton of people disagree with him. A ton of people replying and disagreeing. A ton of people quote tweeting and disagreeing. But 370 people clicked like on this tweet. Did I miss something? To my knowledge, I thought Justin was still the Bears' starting quarterback. This is beyond disrespectful. And regardless how you feel about Justin, respect him till he is no longer the quarterback of our organization, 670 and Danny Parkin, shame on you. And I was like, all right, that's interesting because nowhere in the segment yesterday or in the jersey I I've never said a mean thing about Justin Fields ever. I've talked about like inadequacies in his play and then he's going to get more expensive and anticipatory throwing and you know but I through the QB1 party, I think he's an 11 out of 10 as a person. I think he's handled the pressure and the scrutiny and the media stuff uh-huh. and the role models and the philanthropic I I, I think he's been Amazing, and he's easy to root for, and I will wish him well with whatever team he ends up going to, and I will always be a fan of Justin Fields. Uh I just happen to think that they've got an opportunity for better. I was thinking about this analogy: like I love skirt steak, but I prefer a five wagyu. Why
3: do you hate skirt steak? And here's
5: the thing: this scenario actually is the rare situation that on the menu. The A5 Wagyu is cheaper. You know, it's like it's better yeah, and it's cheaper. And so like, I think it's like a fairly obvious thing for the good of the Bears. But the idea
3: of that is being disrespectful. That it is
5: disrespectful to Justin okay. to buy a Caleb Williams jersey, to say that you want Caleb Williams, to say that they should trade fields, to say that Caleb is better than him. Mm-hmm. We do this in sports All day, every day, we cut people, we fire people, we trade people, we bench people, we advocate for firings and cuttings and benchings. And How is it different than I wish they would have fired Matt Eberflus and hired Jim Harbaugh? How is it different than being excited about Craig Council, uh, even though it sucks for David Ross? How is it different than they should trade Zach Levine? How, How is it different?
3: Um, okay, a couple, a couple responses. Like I, I, I
5: disrespectful to okay. Justin Field. And by the way, if you feel that way and want to have a conversation let's, let's about, let Three, 312 644 67, 67.
3: My, my, my first thought is that it's a tale as old as time, and certainly as old as the score. And talking to fans and with fans, as I can remember, having been an intern here first in nineteen ninety four, the volume of times where. The conversational divide is when somebody feels the sense of we and us and our, my team, and somebody else is coming from the perspective of that team, their players, their decisions as a clinical analyst. That fan who tweeted you used the word our organization yes so they're a fan yeah that is a pure fan feeling an emboldened sense of ownership over the team that's my guy so in addition to the thing we've talked about before where Justin has been done wrong in the ways that he has where he hasn't had enough which is true which is how so many players have felt that way but that intrinsic divide of are you a fan or are you an analyst and opinionist? The truth of it is in this role that you have, that we have, we're both. Fanalist. You are a fanalist. Yeah. And the fan, the pure fan, doesn't like how comfortable you are toggling back and forth between fan and analyst. And you're very comfortable at it because you're good at your job and because you've evolved a very capable intellectual sense of being able to swim in all these waters. But I would argue putting on the jersey is an intentional trigger for those fans. Of course. That's the stunt, right? It's the stunt. That's the stunt. People are like, oh, you want people to look at you. Yeah, 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 congrats. Well, right, right, right. Yeah, but,
5: but good, good job solving that one.
3: The, but The deeper intellectual part of it yeah. is that it is an intellectual trigger and an emotional trigger for the pure fan. And they have come to believe, perhaps, that you or some of us are pure fans. Because sometimes we are. QB1 party, you are a pure, excited fan as well as an analyst. Yeah. But when you give in to... The pure analyst, the fan, doesn't like it. You're comfortable with it. They are not
5: that's interesting, and i think re- and I think reasonable, and I do think that there is a sense of I was the justin fields q b one guy, and now people that are still there yes. feel an act of betrayal yes and and I guess I can relate to that, and I honestly like it's kind of like shows me a little bit of respect in some ways which which I like uh, but I'll also remind you. I'm the guy that had the Mitch Trubisky 200 to 1 MVP ticket. Yes. Like I I've been very clear and consistent on this. People are like, "Well, what are you going to do? You're going to be the one saying in 3 years when right. Caleb sucks, you're going to be the first one to run him out of town." Uh yeah. Congrats, you figured it out. You have a comfort. I want, I want greatness at quarterback, uh-huh. and I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'll advocate for them to take another swing at it because that's the only way to be great for a decade. You
3: have the comfort of of fully believing that's the right way to do it, and you'll do it again, and you did it already three times. Yeah. A lot of these people, especially those who are having coming from the we place, are feeling like, man, I'm tired of it. We picked and it didn't work. We picked again and it didn't work. It's so much so much a, a, a d- defeat. That is in the bloodstream already. They don't want to give in to another defeat and start the process over again. Yeah. You're okay with it. Of course I am. You realize it's smart.
5: But I also, man, people are like, wow, you're doing this so early. You're so ahead of this. You know that right now he is minus 1,200 to be the number one pick in the draft, and he is minus 500 to be a bear? In the gambling market, it's
3: overwhelmingly likely that that's where we're headed. <laughs> I, this is and not. That's, that's why we were comfortable talking about it as a de facto thing at three o'clock today. To pulse position, we got text then saying how disrespectful they haven't made the the decision yet. They're going to make that decision. It, 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 this is this is not Bitcoin
5: in two thousand and seven. This is Amazon in twenty twenty four. You know, this isn't like some sort of like speculative high school grade school prospect. This is. Mm. We're two months away from this inevitability.
3: and Unless something unforeseen as of right now happens. Which, which does sometimes happen. Um, Shane brought it up yesterday. Dude is smoking pot with a gas mask one day before the draft. Yeah. It's the Laramie po- Tunsil yeah. thing. It's possible. It's possible that he comes off your board. Whatever. It's
5: possible. Yeah. But I, I just, like, it was basically a take with a prop. Is what is what the jersey is. Sure. You know, and, and, and I and, and
3: I know anybody who's really thinking about it and really paying <laughs> attention to the volume of commentary that you've had knows you're not disrespectful to Justin Fields as a human. Not at all. You're 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 talking about what is sensible and you're playing with a line that you're comfortable with between fan and analyst. Yeah,
5: I well listen, man. Sometimes journalist I was sometimes philanthropic person philanthropist uh, you know what I mean like we, we are we contain multitudes we yes. we are not a beat writer for a team we do you 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 learned about the the, the mouse situation you learned about my brother and my dad you learned about my kids you learn about my, my opinions on sports mostly but you know what uh-huh. I mean like I they nominated me for a journalism award the, you know what I mean for the northwestern story you know what I mean like uh-huh. we, we, we contain multitudes we do a lot of things around here and so I just but a lot I, of people feel that way. It and gets I just, harder. And
3: I, it gets harder to feel like a fan and identify with the fan the longer we do this, don't you think? I,
5: in some ways, but I genuinely it, like for this one. It like I, it's not hard for me because I love football so much, and the Bears are the thing that unifies the city. That like I I, I spend so much time with it and talking about it. I want so badly to have what. The Ravens or the Bills or the Bengals, because so many people are like, "Oh, it has to be Mahomes for it to live up to this standard." No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It just I. Do you know how thrilled I would be if Caleb Williams was as good as Justin Herbert?
3: That would be unbelievable. Oh yeah, we'd have a good time okay. covering this team for a good long time. It would
5: be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I just think that like the, uh, it's not we do it all the time we advocate for firings or trades or cuts or for a guy to be replaced or whatever. And that's just how we talk about sports.
3: Yeah. Well, but it's not how everybody talks about sports. Some people are just hoping for the best and kind of happy with what they have. And, and then when they get emboldened about somebody who, as we've said, it's a unique spot because Justin is not bad. Justin is a, is good is an incredible athlete and works his ass off and is pretty good. Like Chase Daniel had said, maybe he could be between number 20 and number 25 in the NFL. But if you are gift-wrapped the number one pick in a year when the number one quarterback is this obvious and clear, it, it, would be, it, it would be very, very against the grain not to take it. And
5: one more thing before we take some calls. Um, I also agree that Justin Fields has not been done right by the Bears. Life isn't fair. He has not gotten a great shot at being successful his first four years in the NFL.
3: He hasn't. Yeah, and we've we made that for three point. three years in the, three NFL, years. Three years in the NFL, we made that going point a bunch. into fourth year. That very often, the quarterback thing, you just run out of time. And yeah. it's unfortunate, but the math says, and it's just, and he, it doesn't make sense. And he
5: would have gotten more time if they didn't have the number one pick. Mm-hmm. And that's the bad luck of it for him, most likely.
3: Yeah, if they had the number seven pick, would they be considering Jaden Daniels if he fell? Or jumping at McCarthy yeah, or be, Bo Nix? Yeah, we'd be talking about it. We'd be considering it, it. We'd be talking they'd about be. it
5: as a possibility in Polls position, yeah. but we would not. There would not be certainty uh, attached to it. It would be, and there, they, it would be different. It would just that that it's a unique situation, which is why it's all over the country. Mm-hmm. It's the most fascinating story in the NFL, man. sixty seven. Uh, 67. Which one do you think, Shane? What do we think here? Let's go to Terry. Ter- Terry and Palatine. You're you're on the score. Go ahead.
12: Hey, so uh, let, let me just read you guys a list real quick here. Yep. Uh, Jamarcus Russell, Sam Bradford, uh, let's Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Bryce Young. So these are all guys who were taken with the number one overall pick, correct? And all teams that decided it wasn't worth trading back to to build the other pieces around them. I just don't see how the argument is is moving away from Justin Fields and and not the the argument isn't we need to make our team way better currently our team is is not good enough no matter who our quarterback is right now so not trading back it would be a massive mistake when a lot of the guys you named you know weren't number 1 overall picks so I, I don't think a lot of people are upset about you know moving away from Justin Fields i think they're upset about the fact that we're going to forfeit the value of a number one overall pick that's, that seems to be that everybody else overvalues it and trades a ridiculous amount of value for that pick. And then it, it, a lot of times it doesn't even work out. Yeah, so but, but a lot of the that, times it really does.
3: Th- thanks, man. A lot of the times it really nice does call, work Terry. out, obviously, with Troy Aikman and John Elway and Joe Burrow and, you know, tons of other number one picks that we could. Peyton Manning, you know, like it, it oftentimes does work out so but i i i understand the feeling of like you know somebody thinking that the opinion is just too dismissive or that kind of thing i think i think just what's going on dude is that it's it's a it's a move and a stunt that triggers the fan
5: i yeah you know that and that part of it i like sure i and i i agree with that um this it's Fields was, he had his name chanted at his last home game. Mm. I recognize how popular Fields is and how liked he is and how deserved he is to be liked. But I don't agree that he is so good and productive and a sure enough thing that you pass on this opportunity. And it's a cutthroat world. Maybe Caleb Williams will be less likable than Justin Fields. Mm. But if he's better, he's better. I'm that's what I'm here for.
3: <laughs> it's interesting. Travis, hundred miles South fields. Hasn't panned out. Um, you guys have proven over and over that you're better entertainers than analysts. I don't listen for your analysis. Fields is good enough to drive. It's from Travis, hundred miles South. Yeah, thank you.
5: Thank you, Travis. But That's
3: interesting. Think about it though. Cause we, we do entertain and, and we, we analyze as well. He buys the entertainment more than he buys the analysis.
5: I listen, I, ESPN Entertainment Sports Programming Network. It's you know I I, I do I agree I, I I think you hopefully come because you entertainment you want to hang out with us mm-hmm. and uh, we make your day go by a little bit faster. Yeah. I I judge the show by how fast does it feel. Yeah. I how agree. many how many laughs did we have? That that is how I judge a good show versus a bad show.
3: Here's a texter. I'm a diehard listener of the show. A roofing contractor spends a majority of my time in my truck. I've heard a lot of you guys. I got to take a stance on this one. The only thing that upsets me with the Caleb Williams jersey is the fact that he felt it was necessary to defend yourself. Fair enough. That's weak, bro. Comments, tweets, people hiding behind their phones or keyboards. Come on, bro. Wear it proud. Haters can kick rocks. uh,
5: uh, And I – listen. I like that from a listener. I I do too. And I – maybe this sounds defensive, and I honestly don't even really mean it to be, but I – I try not to defend myself against, like, internet straw man attacks. But when I see a comment that gets 372 likes, and then there's a bunch others that would just say, like, that's disrespectful. You know what I mean? Like, that are, and I just, I just read one of them. I mean, we've mm-hmm. gotten – go to the Scores Instagram or their Facebook or my tweet or the score. I mean, there are literally thousands of comments that, mm-hmm. that are – I'm not dealing in a small sample size here that I – I'm like, am I wrong? Is it disrespectful to Justin to want Caleb? I don't think so. I think that falls, like, it might be unfair. It, it might feel like the David Ross-Craig Council thing a bit. Like, if we had known that Craig Council wanted to be a Cub.
3: And you had to make the and, decision and we about whether to root for that or not. And
5: we had two months of talk leading up to a date when it will be announced whether or not Jed Hoyer makes the decision to fire David Ross for Craig Council. Awkward. There would have been a lot of people go into their corners and say, No, Mm -hmm. Grandpa Rossi, Game 7, John Lester. Man, you know what I mean? Like there'd be a lot of that. Yeah, but we we just got we got that one like clean and cutthroat, and it had already been done. You know, I hear you, man.
3: It, I think it's triggering for a lot of people because of the fan thing, because of the Bears history thing, because Fields is good and he's not like a knockdown easy decision. Time to move on from that guy. Like it's yeah. not that easy, and also he's just he's a good dude, man. Fields is a good dude, and you can tell. Yes, and I, and, I agree. And if you're actually investing some emotions, you have felt that over these years. And you're like, man, like this guy deserves a chance. And I want good things for that guy. And you root for it hard. And then all of a sudden, so it's like, it's, it's the fanatic part. It's the fan- the fanalist meeting the fanatic.
5: Chris is on the Parkinson Spiegel show. What up, Chris?
4: Hey guys, uh, first I'm backing you. You know, uh, the whole disrespectful thing that Justin Fields, what are these kindergartners? Or are these professional athletes that make millions. They don't have soggy paper type of uh, demeanors to them. So all you do you're doing is you just want the best for the team. The best for the team is to kind of explore all options, including looking at Caleb Williams with the number one pick. I'm one of these firm believers that you draft Caleb Williams, you also keep Justin Williams or Justin Fields for at least the you know his fifth year, sign him. If he does great and Caleb's doing great. You get even more of a value with him. If he doesn't, you can always run him in a wildcat type of formation. All these uh, coordinators, they're supposed to be thinking outside the box. This is an awesome opportunity for the Chicago Bears. We've passed on so many. The last great quarterback in my era, I'm 47, that I remember is like Jay Cutler and Eric Kramer and Jim Harbaugh. This is what we have to work with. You go out there, you give it a try. I just think this guy is trying to get clickbait. That's
5: it. I'll let you guys go. All right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate the call. I don't mm-hmm. think that's tenable, but they're clearly considering all options. Mm-hmm. They kept Alex Smith for for Mahomes in Kansas City. I don't think uh Fields and Smith are reasonable comps given their stage of their career, but like I think it, if they approach Justin with that, he'd request a trade personally, but They'll talk about all things. A ton of people want to weigh in uh, on this. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show.
2: I'm sorry about this afternoon.
3: Please everyone be quiet.
2: Afternoons on the score.
7: Justin has a rare combination of intelligence, of size, of strength, and speed. You forget how big of of a man
5: he is until you're up on him. He's not a small man. And so I just think every year he's going to continually get
7: better. Um, and um, so I'm glad he's on the Chicago Bears.
5: That's Kevin Warren to our guy, Jarrett Payton, over at WGN.
3: That was very complimentary about Justin Fields from Kevin Warren.
5: Yeah, a lot of people uh, thinking that that is an endorsement or a sign that they're going to build around Justin. I think he's being complimentary to the guy who is on the team because he should be because that's the right thing to do and it's professional and because – you want to not give away your GM's plans, right? It would be crazy if he came out and said, and Justin will be our starting quarterback in week one or, Mm. or Justin Fields is available for trade. That's Ryan Poles' job. So I thought that's a good answer from Kevin. Yeah,
3: for sure. And it's, um, and you know, and, and he also doesn't get to make that choice. He has some input, uh, on it in terms of conversation and being a sounding board, but he's made it clear it's Ryan Poles' choice to make.
5: Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Rob on the South Side's on the score. What up, Rob? Hey,
9: you know, here is what is really blowing my mind with you, Danny, and, yeah. and it's not about the disrespect. Is as a gambling person, I am truly blown away at just how quick you are to not consider the value of what you. Because it's not about of what you're giving up. It's not Justin Fields against Caleb Williams. It's Caleb Williams versus the Hall. And so, let's just even if you just take last year's draft, you. They gave up the first round pick for DJ Moore, Caleb Williams, uh, a, a right tackle, uh, a sec I can't remember. We got a second round pick coming Ty- yeah, Tyreek Ty- 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 Stevenson, Ty- Stephenson- Darnell Wright, yeah. Blue- right. That's five blue chip players versus one. And Caleb Williams is one of those ones. So the the, the haul is, is worth more than the one player. If you do it this year, what if it's Max Crosby, Romeo Duze, and Jaden Daniels, and two other picks? Is Caleb Williams worth that?
5: Well, you wouldn't get Jaden Daniels if you traded to the Raiders pick, assuming well, he goes. Assuming falls, he goes in the top three.
9: One of the falls, one of the quarterbacks that falls though, is is Caleb Williams alone worth so, Max Crosby, uh, the second or third wide receiver, and one of the quarterbacks? That, you see what I'm saying?
5: I know, I, of course, I see what you're saying. I actually, and this—if he's as good as he is supposed to be, the answer is yes. <laughs>
9: No, Uh, because
5: here's the thing, Rob, because the quarterback can elevate all of those other positions because it's cheaper and they eventually get paid the most money. And because those other guys that you would draft, they might not, they could bust too. like Roma Dunze could be great, or he could be Roy Williams, the receiver, or Charles Rogers, the receiver, or. Jalen Rager, the, the first-round receiver bust. You know, like, everybody says, oh, well, if you trade the pick, you're going to hit on all of the other picks. You no, could trade no, no. the so pick makes, and get and, and draft guys that
9: are not good. But what makes Caleb Williams less of a – other than a pin and prognostication, what makes him less of a bust percentage-wise than the other five combined? And And supposedly he's worth more than last year's pick. Right, but the,
3: cor- right, yeah. the quarterback intrinsically is worth more than those other positions, right? I mean, so that's one factor. It, it, it is worth more to have a great quarterback than it is to have a great right tackle and a corner, just to take two.
5: Like, if you, if you said right now, Rob, we will trade to Houston, Darnell Wright, Tyreek Stevenson, the ninth overall pick, and Justin Fields for C.J. Stroud. What do you think Houston would say?
9: Well, no, I think Houston would absolutely not take it. Correct. However, and would you want it? A false, but that's a false equalization because what actually happened was that you didn't include DJ Moore and Caleb Williams, which is what the actual results were.
3: Robert Campbell, is, he's an unknown commodity. But, but it, it, I mean, he's... Hey, Rob, you want to come to the it's qb It's interesting. You, you should come. Good stuff. You want to come to the QB1 town
9: hall? Next Wednesday? Oh, I have no – I'm all off that because I, I was at your last QB1. <laughs> QB1. One one. No, no, no. I I just want to hear more opinions that, that consider the Hall versus the actual uh, – uh, uh, I just, no, it's, it, listen,
5: it's a reasonable point, and a ton of people agree with you, Rob. Thank you for the call. And Shane will talk to you if you want to come out. By the way, people can come February 21st. We're registering people for a chance to win. We're giving away tickets all show. 312 540 0670 is our contest line. If you want to come debate the Quarterback issue of the Bears in person with us next Wednesday, uh, February 21st. Call the contest line right now. Shane can get you in.
3: I really like Rod's call because it is not just purely obviously about Fields and Williams. I, and, and I think that's an easy one. But feel, you know, Williams versus the Hall and what that would do to elevate Fields and elevate the team is something that that he wants explored more. Maybe some other fans want it explored more. It's hard to get away from the idea of, can you win a Super Bowl with this quarterback? And if your answer to that is no, then move on. That's the, I, I have a very difficult yes. time getting past that. Yes. That, that if he really is between 20 and 25, as Chase Daniel had said, and I think that's reasonable. Good NFL starter. Good for him. Long life, long career, all of it. I want to aim higher than that. And I, you have an opportunity hand pick, you know, handed to you with this number 1 pick to aim higher than that. Agreed. I have a hard time getting past that. Agreed. And
5: a lot of people disagree with this, but I think that it actually is about Caleb v Justin and not versus the Hall because if Caleb is the answer at quarterback, He's going to outlast DJ Moore and Montez Sweat and most likely anybody else on the team. It's a 10-year-plus it's a runway if you actually get your Justin Herbert, your Josh Allen, your Joe Burrow, your Andrew Luck, your Lamar Jackson, your Patrick Mahomes, you know what I mean? Anywhere on that scale. yeah. Because quarterbacks can play for forever in the modern NFL. Sure, You've got the control. You can sign them to the big money. And it it so it really is about it's not about I mean I hope that they win on his rookie contract and that Montez Sweat and DJ Moore are a part of it but if it's a, if he's actually the dude
3: yeah it's about longer term
5: it, it's a, it's about setting you up for a decade where he could win a Super Bowl as the quarterback of the Bears where no one else on mm-hmm. the current roster is also on that team
3: but at the very least on the spreadsheet it's about Caleb and the trade value of Justin Fields versus. Justin Fields and the trade value of the pick.
5: Right, because you get something for Justin, right? Yes. There there are other assets that come. Both are valuable assets, which is, again, adds to the singularity of this decision that is Mm -hmm. in front of. Of Ryan Poles, uh, really good feedback on all of this, and yes, we are doing the QB One Town Hall Wednesday, February twenty first. If you missed Poles' position today, you can use the rewind feature to go back and listen. Just uh, search six seventy the score in the Odyssey app. Tap earlier today to get started. A
3: good internet question from a texter: How many Russian sex bots liked the tweet? I don't know if that means oh, that's a good question. That person's tweet that's or your tw- of your tweet. I don't know. You know?
5: It's been...
3: You mentioned 347. Can you break those down and see how many of them are Russian sex bots?
5: I can't, and I'm not going to do that deep dive. Do we have
3: a Russian sex bot deep diver on staff? We just hired a man. Chef, do we have that? From Ohio State University. We just hired a young man
6: from the Ohio State (laughs) University. Kevin Lapka is his
3: name. Kevin, if you could dig into the Russian sex bots... That would be really good for the team and the group.
5: There Thank was you. an awesome interview moment last night that I, I was wondering if you could relate to. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. Bulls cannot afford
4: another heartbreaker. Here comes
5: Io. Oh,
7: Fernando. You look marvelous in that poster. What's this? Here's Fernando.
9: Oh, you look marvelous in that poster. Oh, let me get the poster machine. Oh, Dude, do
8: it, man. baby. Do it, do Freezing it. it right Freezer
7: right there. Freezer right there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Number 12.
8: Hey, hey, hey.
7: go, <laughs> it's
5: such a fun broadcast.
3: I mean, he's just killing it, is Stacy, and Adam is just having such a blast. The whole damn thing, man. Saw Jason Goff here yesterday in studio when he was in hanging out with uh, Bernsey and Holmes. And there he is in that same suit that he was wearing, looking good with Kendall and Will. Will's got like these these like high top, they look like Cole Hans, but they're high tops. And I'm all about the Cole Hans. I can't stop wearing them because they're crazy comfortable. And I don't know. I need to ask Will. I need to ask Will some shoe questions.
5: He's been asked him a lot. I think he's size 19 Two. or 21. He's, he's 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 a high no. odd number. What uh, are
7: those? Yes. <laughs> yeah,
5: yes,
3: exactly. Uh, so so Stacy's been um been te- saying that Dale and Terry's gotta back up, right? Did he explain that? Because that's been entertaining, but I don't really have any idea what the hell's going Bounce on. Bounce to Terry. Oh, nice little ball fake and the reverse. Oh, put it in reverse, Terry. Back it up, Terry. Put it in reverse. So that
7: is uh, a call back to a, a viral video. You may remember this. Uh, you may have seen it at one point on your timelines, but it's a 4th of July video with a, uh, with a gentleman in a, in a motorized wheelchair. And they're sort of setting off firecrackers and fireworks uh adjacent to him, but he loses power on his <laughs> electric wheelchair. Bang up,
5: bang up. Bang up, Terry. Put in reverse, Terry. Put in reverse. Oh
1: Lord! <laughs> loud, Steve! Oh, loud! Ow! Oh, Steve! What the what, what you doing, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> Terry, what
10: you're what, what, what? <laughs> going Poor Terry. <laughs>
2: Put it in reverse, Terry.
10: Back it up, Terry.
5: Put it in reverse.
10: <laughs> that
5: guy in that video might have a better laugh than Montez Sweat. Oh, that is so good. Thank
3: you. I'm so glad to know that now. I'm so glad to know that.
5: That is a really incredible <laughs> job.
3: And they're bonding about it. Back Put it up, it in Terry. Reverse. Put it in reverse. Put it in reverse, Terry. Back it up, Terry.
5: Put it in reverse. Bag up, bag up. Bag up, Terry. (laughs) Put (laughs) it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse. Oh, Was Terry hurt?
3: What happened to I think Terry? We could, I think
5: we're safe laughing at it. I don't oh, think I don't think he was that hurt.
6: That guy
3: was laughing.
5: Yeah, well, I mean,
6: I'll... he was hurt. He was in a motorized wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't think he
3: was hurt by
6: this incident
7: so additionally. Could, he could
3: have been born with something. We don't know. Yeah, sure. Sure. No, no,
6: no, he
7: sustained an injury at home. Yeah. He fell. So I watched this whole deep dive on, like, they did a, a year ago. Like, a, where are you now, Terry? And, like, he said he was in a really dark place because he had just gotten injured. And he had some bad thoughts. And But, but people reaching out to him after seeing this viral video. Oh. And now he has fans and now they're trying to you know get a, they, a van suitable to, to drive him around in with the big motorized wheelchair oh so man now he's got fans reaching out and he's feeling a lot better about it but yeah it's uh, wow I, I
3: needed that
7: tanny with the deep dive uh, on the viral
5: video he uh, always goes the extra mile i
3: needed those good vibes man oh that's lovely there i hope that terry gets that motorized vehicle uh, i'll do my part
5: did you stick around for the uh, Casey Johnson interview with Io last night? If you want good vibes.
3: Oh, I love Casey so much. And he's got it. Layla calls it right. Like the dad energy is strong with Casey's got a couple of kids. So it is uh, it, it is a good identification. His
5: teammates, uh, Io's teammates were very excited after his incredible performance. But Casey Johnson is a professional who only has a certain amount of time to do a television interview for the postgame show. And uh, those... Ideals, those goals of the teammates to congratulate the player and the journalist to interview the player—those things were not aligned. I <laughs> O. It felt like the uh,
7: prevailing. Kobe, we're doing an interview here. We're doing an interview here, Kobe. Kobe, we're doing an interview here.
2: Kobe,
3: an
12: interview
10: here. Hey, I O. It... All right, all right. <laughs>
12: goodbye. I <laughs> <laughs> O. It felt like it, it felt like the prevailing theme.
10: Take,
12: take three. Hey, I it felt like the prevailing theme on Saturday night in Orlando.
5: So good. First it's Kobe White. Then it's Kobe White. Again, then it's Kobe White again. And then finally he leaves. And then it was Drummond.
3: So awesome. Take three. Man. Take three. Casey is hey, we're uh,
5: doing an interview
3: here. He's not a um he's not a. That's the best way to say this. He's not a naturally trained television performer. And so he's just himself. He's just being himself. And it's freaking delightful. But I also. I got, that's the best way
5: to do it. Uh, yeah, I thought he I thought he did it great. I also thought that there is some like, hey, guys. I covered Michael Jordan. <laughs> I covered Derek Rose. I, Kobe White, you're having a lovely season. You'll finish top five for most improved player of the year on a team that's going to make the play-in. Mm. How about you pay a little bit of respect to the OG on the beat here? I'm working here. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like not, there are, not every sideline reporter could say to the star of the current team, hey, we're doing an interview here, <laughs> knock off the clown stuff. Uh, and I added that last part. Yeah, but that's,
3: yeah. but that's what, <laughs> you added all of that. That That's all of the context of the assumed ego that Casey is having underneath I,
5: all of that. I'm saying he should, but, wrap, but him saying, like, hey, we're doing an, interview, we're doing an here. interview here. There's a lot of sideline reporters well, for local NBA broadcasts that would sit there and wait for the shenanigans yes, and wouldn't say anything.
3: I, but I'll tell you this. He's a beat guy. He's the beat guy still for NBC Sports Chicago, as well as doing that stuff. So he'll be in the locker room talking to these guys and and, oh. and giving them respect and demanding respect in the old school way. Exactly.
5: And they do respect him. Yep. You know, he, he has their respect, so he knows that he can say that to those guys. But I, I watched that, and I was like, good for you, Casey.
3: That's tremendous. Good for you. That's Kobe White. That guy You're knows. You're Casey Johnson. That guy knows and loves music. Hardcore. Love, Casey.
5: Doesn't he want, when he wants to retire, he's like, you will just, you'll, he just wants to, like, hike and play guitar.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty
5: sure. Just like, that's all he wants to listen yep, to yep, music. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds lovely.
3: Sounds good to me. Fun hang today? Except for the hiking part.
5: Well, right. That, yeah, that part. That part is sounds exhausting. It's
3: overrated. As you know, like Lonzo Ball, I, too, have stopped running.
5: <laughs> In solidarity. Though. Solidarity. Anthony Heron is here. He'll be on after us. Conor O'Donnell and Kevin Lapker handle the Twitch chat and the video stream. Thank you, sir sirs. Shane Reardon is our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill making us sound better than we are each and every day. For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkinson Spiegel. This is The Score.
3: Wow, this has just been such a pleasure. I'm such a lucky boy. I can't
1: wait to go home.